We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go, here we go. Matinee edition, post-game live. Knicks drive the tank into London and lose in spectacular fashion, 101 to 100. We're going to break it all down. Today, I'm here with a special guest, my man, Jake Lenick from the Lenix podcast. Jake, how you feeling, bro? Feeling good. Driving that tank bus straight through Europe. We're showing all those... We, uh, dri- all we those driving to Europe, man. Drive, driving oh, to yeah, Europe, we're driving. Yeah, we're just going to, like, sink right under the ocean. I think it's the Pacific Ocean we go to Europe. I'm not going to, like. Oh, no, my it's the God. It's the Atlantic, man. It's the I'm Atlantic, not, man. Yeah, yeah, All right. So <laughs> let, let, let's just let's just break this thing down here. I mean, the, the, the team was cruising, completely cruising, clicking on all cylinders, first three quarters. I mean, you would have thought you would have thought the Wizards were tanking. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. I, I watched the. Uh, at first, because I, w- I was watching on, uh, you know, those, those back channel memes because I had to do, I had to multitask, and and it came up as the Wizards as the Wizards broadcast, and and the uh, announcer was just like, you know, he kind of brushed off the Knicks, it's like the ten and thirty three Knicks, like ha ha ha, and uh, you know, we come out the game gangbusters, man. Fourth quarter, we get stymied, and we lose on a goal ten, man. How do you explain losing? On a goal ten, man. I mean, you you kind of had to expect like the the collapse was coming. I mean, this is classic Knicks where classic. they start out hot. Europe, uh, Fisdale probably gave like an incredible pregame speech to rally the troops a little bit, um, and then in the fourth quarter, you just saw that bad man Bradley Beal just start oh. coming out and showing out and just hitting three after three, and you're like, all right. Here we go. Let's get this tank on rolling. I'm okay with it. But uh, yeah, man, like that. That I I've been watching basketball my life. 26 years old, and I have yet to see a game losing. Never seen it. Never, Never seen, seen it. it once. Never seen that, it. That was, 
I've been watching basketball at all levels. Never seen a buzzer-beating game losing. <laughs> like, that is oddly specific Bro. and weirdly Knicks-ish. Yeah, uh, uh, oh, it was such a typical Knicks fourth quarter. I mean, oh my god, the most. I, I mean, three quarters, bro, clicking on all cylinders. Cornet going off, Dotson going off, Money Mitch coming in. You know, disrespectfully rejecting everything in sight. You know, fifteen to two Wizards run in the fourth quarter. Sorry, seventeen to two. At one point, we had more turnovers than points. Seven turnovers to two points at one point. It went into a seven-minute drought, and then here come here they come again. Cardiac Knicks, man, and and you know what? It's, it's so funny. It's it's uh me and you were talking about Moutier before. It's almost like Moutier is like you know we have no go-to guy in the fourth. We have no clutch scoring in the fourth. It's kind of just like you know take your pick whoever we get lucky with if we actually win the game. But Moutier seems to be some sort of fourth quarter. He tries to pull out some clutch jeans in the fourth, man. Whatever you want to call it. But he, he tried to pump the brakes on the tank, man. It just wasn't meant to be, man. I, I'll give it to Moutier. I mean, anybody that knows anything about me knows that I've been extremely critical of Moutier and Fizdale. Those are kind of like the two guys that, yeah. moving forward, I'm a little bit skeptical about. But I will give Moutier credit in that sense that in the fourth quarter, he is definitely a guy that goes for it. There's no doubt about that. He he likes to have the ball in his hands. And, uh, you know, he was nowhere to be found for about seven minutes there. But, you know, inside four minutes when clutch time came, he was there. He wanted the ball, and he was the one making the shots. And him and Bradley Beal just kept on uh, going back and forth with each other. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, it, it's games like this that really make me sick because uh, <laughs> when the Knicks are – threatening to win and like it's not really the young guys that are doing it like Moutier had a great game but I don't really I I just Moutier stinks to me he stinks stinks the high heavens like he just seems like a guy that we're gonna give money to if we give him like a Doug McDermott like three-year 22 million dollar contract I will lose it I I wasn't I wasn't a McBuckets fan to be to the slightest man I was not a McBuckets fan well listen yo I mean listen in, in I don't know what the future holds for Moutier. I'm not. I'm I'm forty sixty in terms of wanting him back next year on a cheap deal. But listen, today he 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 was the, he he had a decent game today. Eleven for seventeen, I believe. Twelve for seventeen. Um, tried to do it in the fourth. You know, to, Timmy Timmy had his with, usual with two assists. With two assists. With two assists. Listen, yeah. I'm not. You, 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 gotta, you gotta put that little ass. You, you gotta, you gotta put everything together, right? But uh, it, it was just a comedy of errors in that fourth quarter, man. Just everybody standing around. And I mean, listen, this is what a, a developing young team will do. We don't have our best player. We don't have our go-to guy. Bradley Beal fell asleep for most of the game, and he he is their go-to guy, and he showed it um, down the stretch. Yeah, no, there, there's no doubt. And, like, these are games that when KP comes back, we're winning these games. Yeah. Seven-minute droughts don't happen with KP on the floor. We don't right. have a star player right now. Everybody wants to say, like, Fizdale's the point guard whisperer. He gives Moutier that green light to do whatever he wants, and that's all good and dandy. But that seven-minute drought doesn't happen with, with KP on the floor. And then, you know, it's, it's just it's one of those things. Like, this is a great year to tank. 
don't rush KP back because these games will get us a draft pick. This draft is top heavy, as we all know. And I, I had no problem with the way that we look today. I mean, we got decent showings from guys that we can move forward with. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Luke Cornett. Can we talk about Luke Cornett? He's a big, big fan of Luke Cornett, man. He's been impressing me. That Philly game was the most I've been impressed with Luke Cornett because I felt like that was his biggest test going up against Embiid and those dudes. And, you know, listen, he didn't didn't back down from the challenge. He did not back down from the challenge. He still, he had his career high. I believe he had um, like six assists in that game. He had he came back had four steals he had four steals I believe in this game five steals in this game one yeah. block five for eleven from the field four for six from downtown I mean I think when you look at Luke Cornett this is exactly what I had in hoped that they would get out of him and being an undrafted steal last year in in the in the draft This is absolutely the type of guy that good teams are formulating you you look at guys like. Mitchell Robinson, you look at guys like Luke Cornett, you look at Alonzo Trier, you look at like teams like the San Antonio Spurs and they have an uncanny way of nabbing these guys in like BS rounds that don't matter of the draft and they turn them into decent players and they have a good fit in the NBA like Mitch Robinson as a potential shot blocking machine, rebounder, pick and roll artist, like he's got it all, athleticism size, Luke Cornett. Imagine him backing up KP. Yeah. I mean, people people like to say Mitchell Robinson and KP are going to make a fantastic duo. I'm I'm more like I think KP should be the starting center when he comes back, and then you know eventually when you know all good things happen to Nick fans and we get KD and then we have Kevin Knox and we could put them all in the lineup with like Frank or something. That's a matchup nightmare. And then you got Mitchell Robinson and Luke Cornett yeah. at the four and five coming off the bench. That's scary stuff, man. Like they could be some serious business uh, um, in a year or two, man. I'm I'm pretty excited about all all these uh, late draft picks, undrafted free agents that we got. They they yeah. all look really nice. Yeah, give credit, man. I mean he he's fit in. He's fit in real nicely, man. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I would definitely advocate Luke Cornett coming back on the cheap if if we can afford it. Right now he's uh, making a one and a half million. He's making pretty much the same as Vonley. So it's going to be interesting, you know, when when crunch time comes, who we can keep. If we can end up keeping both, we'll see. And um, we'll get into those Vonley trade rumors later. But let's get into, uh, first and foremost, let's shout out to the chat. Shout out to everybody in the chat joining us on this early post-game tilt. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody in the chat. Keith Sinclair was here early. She, what's going on? Javid the God, Ralph Unreal, Alex Collins checking in from Ireland, as usual. What's going on, Alex? 4-0, what's going on? Quiet Money. Yeah, man, the usual's in here. Chester Chetnik Nation, what's going on? All right, first call, my guy, as usual, Julian from Westchester, wants to talk about Moutier. Julian, what's going on, man? Oh, man, what's going on, fellas? That was, that was... <laughs> what, what do you, what do you have to say, Julian? What do, <laughs> get, give us your thoughts on this uncanny loss today, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that's a nice that's a nice way to put it, on candy. On candy. Nah, but tonight, tonight, you know, first three quarters, we actually looked like a, a a like a borderline playoff team for like three quarters. We actually were playing our tails off, and I was seeing good things from everyone. I wanted to see good thing, good things from other than Frank. Um, 
Yeah, Frank had a tech. Frank, Frank and Mario did not show out for their people, man. They did not show out. I feel bad for I mean, anybody that traveled. That I feel bad for anybody that traveled to, uh, to go see Frank and Mario, man, because they did not have a good game. The, the, the Euros, you would have thought they'd be more comfortable. The Euros did not show out for the people, man. Yeah. Hey, man. I, I thought Frank actually played really good defense on Bradley Beal, but that, that was about it. And that was for, like, two possessions. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, you know, overall, I'd say – and Kevin Knox had a bad night too. But yeah, well, yeah, he, it wasn't his best. Wasn't his night, but hey, tonight I have to say there's an overwhelming amount of positives to take away from a, a loss like tonight. Agreed. You look What's at, yours? Uh, Luke Cornette. You look at Luke Cornette. He's a taller Ryan Anderson with acceptable defense. It's a fair comparison. Like he plays, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's he's got. He's got some level of lateral quickness to the point where, like, you don't have to hide him on defense. And, you know, when you, when you switch him out onto, onto perimeter guys, he's actually not that bad at, at the, coming off the switches and, and, and defending on the, on the perimeter. So you got to look at that and, and see that as a positive. Mitchell Robinson comes back tonight and, and sends, sends – well, I forget who it was. He sent that shot into like the the River Thames, bro. <laughs> that was crazy. Mitch picking up where he left off, man. Mitch picking up right where he left off. It's good yeah, to see him man. out there, man. He'll get his blocks when he's in the game. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Facts. <clears throat> yeah. If you look at it, I, the guy could average five blocks a game when he's in his prime. Like no five joke. Blocks. He really nah, that's so, that's that's a stretch, yeah, but I, he, I, I like where your head's he's at. Coming from marketing and directing. He's coming from Mark Eaton's record. Wow, mark my words. No, nah, but tonight, uh, Noah Bonley, excellent performance. But the thing I really wanted to get into was Emmanuel Moutier and how overrated our fan base <laughs> has, has portrayed him. Okay. All right, Julie, let's hear it. He let's left. hear it. Let me read his stats from tonight. He played, he played a good game. 25 points, 7 boards, 2 assists, right? Eleven of eighteen from the field, right? Yeah. And 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 oh, he didn't shoot. He was perfect from the free throw line. But you know what he had? He had five turnovers in the lowest plus minus on the team. You cannot have that from a starting point guard moving forward. You just can't. That's not acceptable. Unless unless your starting point guard is like James Harden or John Wall, that's not going to cut it. So that's what I'm saying. Moutier, he's great for right now because he's helping us lose games. But bring it like down the line. There's no, there's, there's no reason why we should bring him back. There's no like, you nobody can convince me that Emmanuel Moutier is our starting point guard of the future and can bring us a championship as the starting point guard. Nobody, Jake. I, Jake, and I think so, you would agree with that, man. What do you think about that, man? See, see the way I view Moutier, and I think you're spot on. I feel like a lot of Nick fans like. God, God bless Nick fans, man. They're they're very optimistic, and um, <laughs> I I appreciate that. And like I I used to be that way. I mean, this team this team has turned me into such a pessimist over the past couple of years, and uh, I shouldn't say past couple. It's been twenty years. Um, and I want to believe Moutier is good. I really do. But uh, you know, it, it's kind of like you know, Fizdale and Mike D'Antoni have this way of giving the keys to a ball-dominant guard and letting them rack up the stat line 
And I think that people get lost in the stats more so than looking at the effect of the game. Like, yeah, Moutier came up clutch in the in the fourth quarter. He treaded water for the rest of the game. But he, as a point guard, it's cool if you get buckets. Like, Damian Lillard gets buckets. Steph Curry gets buckets. And I'm all for that. But they also have a way of getting everybody involved, in which Moutier doesn't. And... It's, it's classic. Like, Fisdale and, and Mike D'Antoni have a lot of similarities in that sense where I think the stat lines get increased. And, I this and you know, comparing Moutier to James Harden in this sense is such a gigantic leap and stretch because James Harden's an incredible basketball player. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a reason why these guys don't win games. It's because, like, they're, they, they don't get – enough people involved on the court there's not a mu- there's not much of an offensive system as much as it's just like a free-for-all and you look at teams like uh golden state and the spurs and like they, they, they look like, like everything is so solid and everything is in sequence and they're they're they all know what each other's doing and like they they know what's happening three times before the ball gets moved like they they, they it's like they have uh some psychological track with each other yeah um that's not what what the Knicks have necessarily, and I, I think that it'll it'll come with time. But I think Fizdale needs to do a better job at implementing an offensive system as opposed to just letting them run rampant. Yeah. It, it works because they're professional basketball players, and when they're on, you'll see it like the first three quarters. It'll be beautiful. Well, they, I really mean, they, they simplified, and Julian, appreciate the call, Julian. They they simplified the offense. You know, Fizz has always said that, both the offense and the defense. Uh, you know, he wants to keep things simple. He feels as though these guys struggle with some of the concepts, being that they're a young team, you know, inexperienced, so on and so forth. Um so we expect that. You know, listen, I don't I, I don't disagree with you guys. I don't disagree with you guys on Moody. He definitely has his flaws. I think he I think also another flaw is he's, he's inconsistent. I think sometimes you see some good things. I I think um being in attack mode is, is certainly something that we've missed from the Nick Guards uh for you know for for a while now and he, at times he, he gives us that. He gives Fizz what he wants, but you know, a lot of other times um his, his distribution still you know, leaves a lot to be desired, and and he's got to limit the turnovers. One person who who always has clutch turnovers is Timmy, though, man. Timmy struggled today on both ends, and and um, you know, Timmy again with those fourth quarter turnovers, man. It it, uh, it hurt us. That definitely hurt us, man. Yeah, Tim Timmy is. Uh, I I, I want to say good things about Timmy. He he's a bucket guy, but he he's a. For his contract, it doesn't pay off. I mean, like, yeah. I, I was talking to you during the game, and I, we were talking about how good Bradley Beal is. Like, he's an incredible player. He gets overlooked. He's had his injury issues, sure. But the guy's a bad dude. He is a bucket getter, and he gets involved on every facet of the of the game. Gets paid a little bit more than Timmy. But uh, at the same time, it's a fair comparison yeah. because they're in a similar price range. And people don't really look at them the same way but if you look at them they're like the same age and it kind of catches me along with a lot of people off guard um because tim Hart because bradley beal is a pretty elite perimeter defender on top of an elite three-point shooter along with a good passer along with a good rebound they're like he can do it all tim hardaway streaky shooter he can shoot that three ball but if he's not he's going like two for 17 with he's, six points and he's going to cost the knicks some serious games it's gonna hurt you so man. Yeah, and like defensively, he's nothing to write home about. And I, right. It's nothing against Tim Hardaway Jr. I, I happen to like him. 
Uh, I like his game. He's fun to watch. But, like, in total, you know, $4 million, 72 years. Uh, Four years, $72 million. It was $4 million. This is tough, man. Let's let's go to the phones. Ari from Manhattan, he wants to talk about the good L and Fizdale's rotations. Ari, how you feeling, bro? Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me on. I'm feeling absolutely fantastic. (laughs) I went watching the game, fourth quarter, up by 12, take a shower, come back, down by one. I was so happy. It was the best Light it up. Light it up. <laughs> Let's go. I'm feeling good. Getting a little a little a little beer right now. I'm feeling good. But um <laughs> so basically um you guys took took a lot of my talking points. Tim Hardaway Jr. with the clutch turnovers. He was definitely our MVP clutch, today. Two clutch turnovers by Timmy in the um, fourth. Fizdale was dropping F bombs by exactly. the six minute mark. He was tight. And Fisdale's oh, the ultimate cheerleader. You know that. So, oh, yeah. you know he was tight, man. He's dropping oh. F-bombs out there. Oh, Fisdale. That, that gets to my next point. Fisdale, I am – so, I, I'm an attorney. So, in, in order to convict someone, you got to be beyond a reasonable doubt. It is clearly evident at this point that he is purposely trying to tank the season <laughs> because during the last play of the game – he kept Isozo and Tim Hardaway Jr. out for the defensive play. Uh, yeah, I was looking for Dotson. I was looking Dotson. for Dotson, Jake. What do, what do you think? What you think about that last yeah, possession? Well, I, was, I was curious why they didn't have Dotson out there for that last play, man. Everybody knows Dotson. Oh, my God! I mean, uh, I, I used to work in Westchester in, uh, in White Plains, New York, and uh, he used to come around my spot all the time. I posted a picture of him on our Instagram <laughs> at the underscore Lennox. Uh, Dotson's been my guy for a long time, ever since he was uh, making his rounds with the Westchester Knicks. Um, I I don't know why they didn't have him on the floor. This is part of the reason that 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 confuses me about Fizdale. And if Ari is right and uh, he's purposefully tanking, then kudos <laughs> to him because that's a brilliant. <laughs> but you want your three Amen. shooters out there. Like if you're actually trying to win ball games, you want your three shooters out there. You want to stretch the floor. You want Knox. You want Dotson. You want Trier. You want all these guys. Sure you want indeed, Cornette. Man. Take all. Take uh, and Tim Hardaway. There, there's your lineup. That's five guys right there. That's your lineup. <laughs> and I'm I'm not an NBA coach. Maybe I should be. I'm not not down to get paid five million dollars a year. That'd be tight. Uh, uh, but yes, I, I totally agree with Ari. You should have Dotson out there. He's a three and D guy. I yeah, mean, like that's who you need. And, and he had a good game. He was he's been struggling a little bit um, down the stretch, but he's he had a good game, man. Um, what else, Ari? What else you got? Yeah, what it, it, it wasn't. But the thing is, it wasn't even within the natural flow of the game. It was out of a timeout. Yeah, Fizdale the entire season has been doing offense defense. Like if you have Frank, the only thing the guy is good at in basketball is def- defense. Like and he's been putting him in for those like offense defensive purposes, and he kept both of them out for literally our two probably worst perimeter defenders. So I yeah. think he deserves the MVP of the of the night. Is there? Yeah, you would have um, expected Frank and Dotson you know, on those on those adjustments, man. <clears throat> yeah, three three seconds left in the game. You only have, you're not going to get an offensive possession. You know the ball's going to Bradley Beal. Like I, again, like I don't understand why Fizdale puts. Tim Hardaway Jr. on the best player when he's the worst defender, but it's clear that he has to be t- like you cannot be that incompetent and be an NBA coach. Like he's do- he's doing it for a reason. I really honestly think at this point, beyond yeah. a reasonable doubt, he's tanking. But you know, if, if besides that, go, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. Hold hold on, go ahead, Jake. 
No, I'm I'm just agreeing with him. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not necessarily agreeing with him. I don't think anybody in the end, because like at the end of the day, you're you're playing, you're coaching for your job, and that's kind of how the NBA goes in the classical sense. But I will say this: if Ari is right, and beyond a reasonable doubt, to use your law lingo and jargon, um, I I can't see anything that would that that would contrast that argument. Like what Fisdale does, his rotations are confusing. He takes people out when they're too hot. He does these late game lineups. He doesn't draw yeah. up good game plays. And to me, I was skeptical of the Fisdale hiring from the start. So I just think <laughs> I just think it comes down to him being a bad coach. But if he's doing, this uh, yeah, we we uh, we got to get to that too, Jake. We got to get to that too, man. And appreciate the call, Ari. We got a lot of calls, so I just want to run through them, um, so so that people, everybody, can chime in. Appreciate you, Ari. Um, you know what? Listen, I'm not the coach, but in my opinion. If this is a if this is a teaching year, if this is a, a development year, if this is about the young guys, in a situation like that, you're coming off a timeout. I would have expected your two better perimeter defenders to be out there. Um, and apparently, Hardaway and Vonley got caught in some miscommunication. Ended up doubling Beal. Uh, Johnny O'Brien got left open. And I think regardless of the goaltend, that shot looked like it was going in anyway, man. Well, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, like, in those late-game situations, I mean, you, you can take whoever you want out there. And, like, if this is a development season, we are a young team. Priority A, B, and C, D, E, F, G, go through the whole alphabet. It should be developing these players. Yeah. And what the benefit is in such a horrible season is that – you can still have closed games like this in a pretty big environment. You know, you're in England, you're on the spotlight, you got the matinee, you got a lot of eyes on you and everything. I love saying matinee, by the way. <laughs> it makes you feel like Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Right. I don't know why. Uh, but, yeah, you got the matinee, you're the only basketball game going, all the bored people who's not working like myself at home, we're watching. So, um, but, yeah, like, I, I, I think that you should be playing the players that you plan on moving forward with. And, yeah. like, um, it just seemed like a perfect moment for like a guy like Dotson to step up or Frank step up. And like, I, I, I love Vonley. I love Thomas Bryant. I'm, I, I went to Indiana university. So those are my guys. I used to call basketball games for those guys. I used to go out with those guys. They're 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 I'm tight with them, mm-hmm. but Vonley is a guy who I look at kind of like what Michael Beasley was last year. He's a guy who wanted to join a team where he he hasn't really come up in his uh in in his upbringing um, from the draft, and he wanted some spotlight. He wanted some some playing time to show the NBA teams that he can ball and like it's his time. And he has been great. He has been showing like athleticism. He's been showing a little bit of range. He's been so- showing a versatile skill set. But if I'm being completely honest with myself, he's going to get paid around eight to ten million dollars next year. I'm not really willing for the Knicks to do that. So in my heart of hearts, I don't think he's going to be a Nick next year. So why not put a guy like Cornette or like Dotson and yeah. put the ball in their hands, see what they could do, see what you got with that. That's true. Like, that's the questions I got. I hear that. All right, let's go to Isaiah from Connecticut. He wants to talk about Moody and the rotations. Isaiah, how you feeling, bro? <clears throat> hey, what's going on, Knicks fan? What's happening, man? Good, good, man. How are you feeling about this game, bro? Oh, man. <laughs> You know, the only thing that makes me feel better is when we watch Duke games. Yeah. I just look at Zion and I just be like. Watch the Duke 3, you know, right? He would look really great in orange and blue. 
Yeah, watching the Duke three makes this whole season a lot better, man, and, yeah. and a whole lot of vodka. But nah, no, man, um, <laughs> you know, I'm listening to the, the I'm listening I'm listening to the talkers, man, and they they're taking all my points, man. They're taking all, all the points I wanted to say. <laughs> we had but to get you, know, you in here um, earlier, you know, man. I know, man. I know, man. You gotta you gotta put me on the rotation, man. <laughs> no, yeah. Because you know you need another big black guy on there, too. Because, you know, you miss the guy with the dreads. Yeah, the guy with the dreads. JLS is working today, man. Yeah, it's all right, man. No, but you know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know, one thing I can, like, you know, like the guy said, the one thing that confuses me with Fizz, man, is this is like the third or fourth time Tim has been taxed to guard the best player for the final possession. Yeah. He hasn't did it. So and he, and he, yeah. I'm getting confused why, you know, I'm getting confused why, you know, you don't put Dot, you don't put Frankie, you don't put Mitch in there. You know, those three, those three need it because regardless of people like Frank or not, but I do like, he's part of the future. He's on here for his rookie contract. So he's part of the future. So you got to develop him. You got to put him in those situations. And it's like, I knew this lineup wasn't going to work when you have, when you literally have, you have Zoe, you have Moutier, you have Knox, and you have Tim. That's his, I mean... Yeah, for, I, for I, I didn't get it, man. Quote unquote, I didn't get it. For, I'm, and you know, and I try to like Fizz, and I I do. I'm trying to give him every excuse in the book, but it's like you you, you for the last two years with our with our coaches, which has been confusing me. They pray they 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 talk about defense, but then leave our defensive players on the bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I remember last year with Jeff Hornacek. Like, Jeff, I remember, no I, remember, I remember, I remember, I remember Jeff. I remember Jeff. Jeff would literally say, "We need to play better defense," but would leave Frank on the bench, on the bench. when he was clearly yeah, our best right, And rock with Jared everybody, Jack. Everybody knew it. Let's get Jared Jack and, and rock with stop. Jared Jack. And God Stephen bless Curry. Jared Jack. Rotate them out. All you know, these guys. <laughs> you know, God bless Jared Jack. So rest in peace. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's stupid, bro. God bless Jared Jack. So man, rest in peace. But it's like. Dude, I, I hate these coaches that keep talking about we're playing we're supposed to play defense, and then you have you have all these guys. And God bless Knox. Knox right now is just not a good defender. We know what Tim brings. We know what you know. Zoe Zoe tries, but he's just not a good defender. I just don't understand what he's trying to do. Yeah. You know, and it's like you got to give these guys minutes because here's my thing. I, I'm not comfortable paying Moutier seven million dollars to start. You I'm know. just not. I'm just not a big fan of. I'm just really not a big fan of Moody because, at the end of the day, I right now I don't think he makes people around him better. He doesn't play defense, and then he play he plays a little selfish ball right now. That he doesn't move the. He don't. They don't move the ball. I'd rather give those minutes to Frank, and let Frank, listen, man. This second half of the season, my, my here's my thing. Give Frank thirty minutes. Let him let him fail. Let him whatever. Let him do whatever he wants. Just give him, give him the opportunity. Give him the minutes. Give Doc the minutes. Let Tim heal his foot because it's like he's just he's just been bad. Man. He's I'm, dragging I'm sorry. it. Tim he's he's dragging big. it, man. I hate you. I hate he's, you, man. It's, it's, it's and it's, it's like it's like I I don't I mean I'm just getting I'm getting, I get a little yeah. frustrated with it because like Fizz, we we as New York fans we can't be the only ones seeing this. True. We can't be the only ones seeing this, and that's why it's I think the guy true. was saying. It, it doesn't make sense because we he's can't the tank be commander, this, have man. this much common sense. <laughs> he's the tank commander, hey, bro. I'm right. not going to lie. Hey, yo, Nick, yo, yo, listen, man. Nick Fan yeah. TV, if we... Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. If we get Zion, this whole season's forgiven. It's forgiven. Oh, of course. If we, if, 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 course, if we get one of the Duke boys, 
we get one of the Duke boys, I say it's a missing our accomplice. RJ Barrett. I, you know, awesome. but it's like, you know, this. Yeah. All right, man. You, you know what scares me about RJ Barrett? What's yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Isaiah. One, one more thing that scares me about RJ. Go ahead. Yeah. One thing that scares me about RJ, he reminds me of Tim Hardaway. <laughs> I said a lot that, of people would say that. That's the scary part about RJ. Uh, a lot of people would say that. He reminds me of Tim Hardaway, but but you know what, man? Uh, shout out to you guys, man. Um, I'm going to be at the game Monday for Martin Luther King Day. Okay. Uh. You gonna be there? Uh, Nick? Nah, I'm, I got um, I got tickets to the Mavs game, man. I'm trying to see Luca, man. I gotta Luka. see what the hype is all about, man. No, that, that that no, that dude. I got I gotta go see that. Truth, I gotta man. go see that guy, man. I gotta go see that guy, man. He I, makes he makes me want to he makes me want to be white. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, I can turn it to a white, if I can turn it to a white man. On that note, Isaiah, I gotta clip your mic, man. Appreciate the call, my dude. Isaiah always comes with jokes, man. No, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Lucas Beeston, though, man. Lucas, I, I listen. Anybody that that listens to my podcast know knows that about six months prior to the draft, we inserted a a segment called Luca Watch, where we kept Nick fans up to date on what Luca was doing across the pond and how yeah. incredible this man is. The guy is better than great. He's a prodigious talent. He has accomplished more than anybody has ever sure. did. Prior to coming into the NBA, that includes LeBron James. Not saying he's better than LeBron James. What I said about Luka Doncic leading up to the draft was that he is something like LeBron James. His guard skills as a forward with a better shot and a little bit less beast. athleticism. But the yeah, guy beast, is crafty, man. man. He's crafty. He's a beast. He I mean, to see him to see him dominate the ACB like that, it, you know, as an eighteen as an eighteen year old, and, and that's highly regarded as. The second best league next to the NBA, you know, yeah. that nah, absolutely. He, he man. won. He won. He he led. Um, he led Slovenia to a Euro Euro uh, basket. Uh, Euro basket. A Euro basket title over teams like Latvia, Spain, like all these powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Pretty much on his back. He won Euro League MVP in the regular season. Led it. Led his team to a championship and won the championship and we and won championship MVP. So the guy is special. True. He is absolutely special. True indeed, man. All right, back to the phones. We got uh, we got a lot of calls in the queue, uh, Jake. We got Kevin, we got Dane, we got Rick. Uh, Rock, Q wants to get in. Jamal wants to get in. All right, so we're going to keep it rolling. Everybody keep it to like one or two points. I want to make sure I get everybody in here. Kevin from North Carolina, you're up. He wants to talk about Knox and Fisdale. Kevin, what's going on, man? What's up, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good. Everyone pretty much touched on my point today, so I'm going to try to make it quick. Mm-hmm. My issue really is with Fisdale is that I feel like he knows what's up. Because like, my thing is, you were an assistant coach on two back-to-back championships with Braun in him. Yeah. So you know what good basketball looks like. Yeah. <laughs> you got to look around gets- your team and say, you got you know, my fault. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, yo, you got to look around and be like, this is not good basketball. I'm watching this game, and I'm like, why are you doing some of the things you're doing? And, and someone had made the point earlier, I heard, it's basically a free fall. There's no offense out there. It might be a screen or two, and that's it. Yeah. And the thing I have a problem with is everyone everyone has free reign to ISO except for Knox and Frank. Because when they do something stupid, I feel like they get pulled. Like, if the mm. has no place for Knox, none. Yeah, they, none. Don't, they don't run place for Knox. But in fairness, listen, in three quarters, the offense is moving well. I didn't have no problem with it. It just it just happens that when when these teams tighten up and lock up on D, we get stagnant. Obviously, the lack of a go to scorer 
Everybody's standing around waiting to do something, and that's how you have Emmanuel Moutier as your, as, as your guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just how it works out because everybody's just standing around waiting for somebody else to do something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, and I remember you talked about it on one of your other videos. Like, to be in New York and coach, you really, really got to be meant for it. Like, I went to my first Knicks game ever, like, last week, the Indiana Pacers. I know my dad. It was awesome. Okay, but I'm nice at one. MSG. And the, and the Knicks fans in person, man, <laughs> they're over there, they're cussing, they're yelling. Oh, yeah, they'll let you have it. Absolutely. Since they'll put the Lance Thomas. Hell, yeah. <laughs> since they'll put the Lance Thomas, and then this dude yells out behind me, yes, because they'll let the love Lance Thomas. That was, that's what we're trying to do. Like, you must <laughs> hear that 24-7. Like, I know he knows the stuff, man. That's my biggest issue, like. But then again, so much said earlier, he might be um, he might be purposely tanking, and that he, might he be might the be the command. Anyway, man. that's what I, that's all I wanted to say, man. All right, Kev, appreciate the call, man. He might be the might be the tank commander, man. Um, he is the tank commander. We, I'm all for it, though. <laughs> we gotta yeah, get. Tank, to, it's a good season to have a bad uh, coach. In the of course. Place. Of course, man. Of course. All right, yeah. We're gonna get to um, we're gonna get to Rick. Shout out everybody in the chat. Gian Drezzy, Jimmy. What's going on? Ralph Phone Real. If you're new in the chat, give me a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. That's the best way to support the show. Hit that oh, also, thumbs up. Uh, one note, CP. Yeah, real quick. I've been seeing a lot of chatter in the uh, in the comment section. This man really has a podcast called The Lennox Podcast. <laughs> a lot of people think it's like a French-based podcast. Obviously, you hear me speak. That's not the case. I just need to uh, explain that it's me and my brother. Our last name is Lennox, not spelled like that, and it's it's clever, okay? No no pun intended. This is real deal official, man. <laughs> I mean, I get a lot of questions on that. I just thought I needed to explain myself yeah. Think it's like you know a bunch of French people talking about the Knicks. Yo, to be honest with you, that's what I originally thought. That's I, so does, that, so does that's that. what I originally <laughs> thought, man. The, the, the more of a platform I could get to get that out there, I, I appreciate every second. I really thought you guys are related to to the Knicks France group. You know that Knicks France group. That, that's big oh, on yeah, media. yeah. I love the Knicks France group. Every time yeah. I uh, post a Frank picture on our Instagram or Twitter, I, I get mad. I, like, I, I, thought, I thought you guys were affiliated. Mad love man. from the Frenchies, man. I factuals, love it. Factuals, factuals. All right, let's go to Rick and Charlotte. He wants to defend Moutier from the Moutier haters. Rick, let, let him have it, man. Let him have it, bro. What do you have to say for yourself? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yo, uh, it just, it's just comical that uh, the games that people pick to like, I mean, Moody gives you plenty of opportunity to hate on him. But yeah. after this game, that's the game that everyone wants to call in or talk in the chat about. It's, it's you know, are we a good team? Did I miss something? Absolutely not. Do we, I got a question for both of y'all. Yeah. Uh, prior to the season, how many wins did you guys, did you guys think that we were in contention for the number one pick prior to the season? I'm honestly surprised we got the double digits. I thought we were going to – I thought what, – what was ESPN's ranking about, 29, 30? I thought we was going to hit about 25. I, I, I think we were at like 26 and a half in Vegas or something like that. Yeah, I, I was t- I was taking an under. There was, there was yeah, no way. All, all day under. Hell yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I listen to these calls. I, I read these chats. I'm on Twitter. And dudes act like Moody is the reason why we're in this situation. We stink, y'all boy. <laughs> We're not a good team, man. And the reason, what's happening is that Moutier has the one skill that a lot of the guys on on the, especially on the starting lineup, does not have. True. The ability to get his own shot. Absolutely. And so what happens is when the offense gets when the offense gets stagnant because we really have no system, and that's why everybody, all the all the point guards' assist rates are down. Frank, 
Burke, Burke's assist rate is completely, um, you know, tame compared to what it was last yeah. year. Well, Burke because you playing. don't really have a system for, you know, it's essentially give it to Moutier and Tim Hardaway once the clock gets to about seven or eight. The difference is Moutier can get to the paint and probably get a, some sort of quality shot off where, where you know, Tim's just going to launch up some 35-foot three. So, but uh, all these kids, Moutier's um, just the one kid that's not allowed it. Like, he's treated like a vet. Like, he's not allowed it the same. He, he, he has the area that's fair. That, that's a fair point. I, I will say that. We do, we do he's 22 years old. analyze Moutier differently he's than the others. Yeah. <clears throat> he's younger than Schreer. He's younger than Cornette. He's younger than he's younger than Dotson. Yeah, but but, but on the in fairness, though, like in fairness, none of those scoring, none of those guys have the 30, expectations 10. that Moutier came in having, though. In fairness, Moutier was a no, lottery. Yeah, okay, I, 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 I have. I, oh no, no. Okay, let 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 me let me kill let me kill that let me kill that right now. Mm-hmm. Moutier yeah. was picked seventh in the draft. That's lottery. That, that's lottery. Frank was pick eighth in the draft. Yeah, I, oh yes, Frank. Frank I'll give you Frank. I'll give you Frank. But when you when you were mentioning, let me tell you, everybody, Dotson everybody, and them, no, everybody that I said judge, that, everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody judges Moutier off of off a of high school mixtapes, and what they don't realize is, um, and then, and then the fact that his cops coming out of high school, coming out of high school now, he was a second rated uh, high school player. He was his cops were Wall, um, and Rose, those big time point guards. Right. Those two guys went first overall in the draft. Yeah. A year late, a year from high school, when the when when the real when the real draft happened, and the scouts got he got he got in the scouts and you know he he practiced and worked out. He didn't go number one overall in the draft. He went seventh. You know, just like a just like yeah. a guy like Jamal Murray, just like a, a spot before Frank. So this this whole notion, like oh, the expectations that he's full—that's y'all fault for watching YouTube and thinking you know what you know basketball. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. The, the, the Knicks were looking at him. The Knicks were looking at him. Well, not saying y'all, not you, not you, because you're fair. You're fair. But I'm just yeah. talking about the the other dudes that just you know that just you know got all this hating them over over this kid. You know that's y'all fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's a kid just like the rest of them trying to develop. You know what I'm saying? And it's Frank, and, and we overrate Frank's defense. Did y'all see what my, what Troy brought, Brown did to Frank? First of all, he got well, when he off dunked on him. Yeah, he got he got, he got dunked on. He got dunked on. <laughs> yeah, him This is our defensive section that everybody's crying about needs to be on the floor. He did, but I this still want him out there in the crunch time Bubai. instead of Moody. You know, in all fairness, years old with a bag led You know, I hear you, man. JC, JC busted his ass too. I'll give you all of that. I still want him out there in crunch time over over Moody and Timmy. Would you? Would you? Would you agree that at least Timmy, to say that Moody defense is sus? I feel like the two. No, 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 no. Are you ain't gonna, that ain't going to fly either. What, what do you mean? Yo, um, it's, that ain't going to fly either. Yo, um, we played we played, we played, played Dame and we played Curry on back-to-back nights. Yes. Dame went, four, Dame went four for 15. Curry went four for 19. That was aberration. The two guard is what killed us. That was you know, aberration. That, you know, but that's the beauty, that's the beauty of that's, that's the Moody effect. When those, teams, <laughs> when those players have bad games, when those players have you know, those players, when when those when the, at the end of the day, when every prior to every game, they, I hear Moody is going to get lit up because this guard is so nice. But at the end of the game, the point guard never goes off, and usually Moody is around the same, you know, uh, goes up around the same or or, or keep it respect, uh, respectable. And what happens? I hear that oh, Dame was disinterested, quote unquote. Oh, um, Curry was was not really thinking. He went four for he took four, he took nineteen shots, but yet he was disinterested. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh. Y'all stop, man. Okay. All right, Rick, so, man. All right, Rick, man. I'll give that. I'll, I'll give Frank. But that, again, at the end of the day, all I want to say that he's a yeah. he's 22 years old. He's a kid, just like the rest of them, developing. Ooh, and let's a... treat them. Let's treat them all the same, as long as they're wearing the Knicks jersey. All right. Treat them all the same. Okay. Once, they, once he gets traded, we'll, we can talk differently. All right. Appreciate appreciate the call, Rick. That was Rick. The president of the Emmanuel Moutier fan club weighing in to destroy man. the haters, man. He's just swimming through the mud. <laughs> <right there. laughs> oh no! This, this is the Rick. Rick was on his was on his B game tonight. You should you should have heard Rick. I forgot which night, man. I I, I love the rant. I mean, uh, like I'm all about that, it, man. It was, you, I mean, you know me. It was I'm the New Year's that. Day game. The New Year's Day game, and Rick came in. He was like, "Man, I'm tight. I got work tomorrow. You dudes are hating on Moutier." <laughs> Rick That's Rick was step. tight, man. Rick nah, I, I love I love the rant. Honestly, yeah. he almost had me switching my opinion on Moody. I nah, didn't. He, but, uh, he, but, no, but what I will say to counteract this whole notion that Moody is a good two-way player, he's not, um, is the fact that um, when I watch the Knicks this year, it's a lot like scouting. You know, you, it's more scouting than watching actual basketball because this this team stinks. I mean, it's, it's going nowhere. It's going to hell in a handbasket. But – I, I compare it a lot to, like, when I used to watch the, the G League Knicks, the Westchester Knicks. I grew up right down the street. I used to go to games, Dotson, uh, Cornette, um, Jimmer Fredette, all these guys. Mm-hmm. The guys getting buckets were guys like Jimmer Fredette and all that. But the guys that get moved into the NBA aren't the guys that are, like, the superstars. And I get that Moutier is scoring at a level in the NBA, but, like, if he's losing at the same time. He's not going to be getting the same looks if we get actual NBA players and add them to this roster. He's the most scorer on this team, and Fisdale is letting him do pretty much whatever he wants. Um, but the guys that you move up that can make a make some noise in the NBA have skill sets that are beyond scoring. It's guys that can rebound. It's guys that block shots. Shit, it's even guys like Ron Baker that hustle their ass off. I mean, everybody knows I hated Ron Baker. But those are the guys – that that make their way into the NBA. I mean, you look at a guy like Cornette. He's tall. That That's an NBA skill, and he can shoot threes. You look at guys like Dotson, good size, 3 and D player. Look at Frank, long, lanky, can play defense. He can make his way onto an yeah. NBA roster. I mean, there's guys that are, like, on this team that are very well adjusted to NBA rosters. This may not necessarily come together because they may not be the star players like a guy like I mean, every good team has a star player, more or less. I mean, like down to San Antonio, which everybody likes to say is the ultimate team team, but they still got Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar and Demar Derozan to take off some guys on the end of the bench that come up clutch for them all the time. Like, yeah, uh, it, it, it happens like that. So, uh, I'm looking for guys that that can make their way and like con- contribute in a major way to a team that. Is more adjusted to the to like an NBA roster. I just don't think Moutier is that guy because he's not a good distributor. He's not a good defender as much as your boy liked to say he was. I, I I'm sorry, I've watched too much of him to say he's a good defender. He was a guy that was extremely um, poorly scouted because he he went um, abroad as opposed to going to the NCAA. So he was right in the fact that we were scouting high school tapes. Yeah, and that that's benefit. true. <clears throat> that's true, and, and the China tapes, the China tapes, yeah, which made him look well, even better. China is <clears throat> tough, yeah. Like China is like a tough place to scout from historically. Yeah, um, but it, like he was over. Yeah, he was getting, um, he was getting um, comparisons to John Wall. 
I mean, yeah. it's it's clear to see that this guy's not John Wall. He doesn't have an eighth of the athleticism that John Wall yeah. does. Not and he's all, not the man. distributor that John Wall is. He doesn't rack up steals like John Wall does. He, I mean, like, in, in his best, he's not even a poor man's John Wall. That's an insane <laughs> All right, let's let's get back to the phone. Dave from Brooklyn wants to talk about getting rid of Timmy. Dave, what's going on, man? What's your gripe with Timmy, man? Yeah. How you feeling, bro? What's going on? What up? I'm good. I'm good. First time caller. Um, quick, real quick. Your man was talking about Luka Doncic and said that he's a skill as LeBron, but slightly less athletic. Slightly. Jake, that's going to you, man. Yeah. No. uh, Okay. That may be a little bit of an overstatement, but I'm saying that. People thought that Luka's athleticism was going to affect him at the NBA level, which it clearly has not. My point is, is that he makes up for his athleticism with crafty play, as opposed to LeBron, step, who just step back his way. The, the, the step back, but like also, if you watch him, he's so crafty with the ball. He's always showing the ball here, putting it there, and uh, and, and these little hesitations. And you know, he, the shot is always in place, so he always catches his defender off guard, which makes up. For the athletic difference that LeBron does, because LeBron doesn't have that jump shot, but he's always been able to get to the rim whenever he wants, and he's ambidextrous, so he can finish at the rim whenever he wants. But Luca, going forward, he'll never be as athletic as LeBron is. That's a fact. But he'll be able to get to the rim. He'll be able to do things that yeah. LeBron was never able to do. And I'm excited to watch his career progress going forward. What you got, Dean? I agree with you wholeheartedly. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Just a slightly but, but less you, athletic. You, you, are, like, you are. Are we drinking, are we drinking the same thing right athletic. now? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I mean, nowhere, nowhere near LeBron. But I, I get Jake's point. He's, he's a he's a <laughs> no, very crafty you, player, man. You're very good. I just wanted to point that out real quick. Okay. What else? What um, else you got on your Timmy topic? Of Tim Hardaway. Yo, I appreciated him so much tonight. Um, I got off of work. I was stressed out, so we were up by like 15, 17 or something <laughs> like that. And my. My man came through. He's number three candidate for the tank MVP. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate tank him. MVP, you know, coming through Tim Hardaway Jr. The tank MVP. Man. Oh, absolutely. Tank MVP. You got to appreciate him. The first time I was a... I was a <laughs> um, but on a more serious note, though, um, touching on Dave Fisdale, I know you know he hasn't been the best rotation there. He might give us some trouble, but keep, keep it a buck, right? If you knew you got a job, where you knew your first year was a write-off. Nobody's going to judge you for it. Ah, uh, not in New York, though. Not in New York. We, we, don't, we don't want to judge him on it, but it, it, it just doesn't happen here. Even but though we he's, I feel praises. like he's playing with house money for sure. But um, there's still certain things, man, I mean, that you want to see. As much as he can, he's playing with house money. I mean, there's no playing with house money in New York because in the offseason when we hired him, everybody was just like, oh, it's going to be an off year. It didn't catch anybody off guard before the year. But I would say like 80% of Nick fans, not me, I, I hated the hiring. I mm. really did. If you look at his resume, it's nothing. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to this more. Yeah. In, but – I, I did not like the hiring, but I would say 80% of Nick fans were all pro Fisdale. He's young. He's a I was. I, I still am. I still am. I'm still pro Fisdale. That, that's fair. I'm not going to knock you for being a Fisdale guy. You. Like, but the, the fact is, is like me, now, and everybody thought this was going to be a bad year, but I, I would say like his approval rating is down to like 30, 35. <laughs> that's because we can't take the losing. Dave, 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 go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Can I, can I get my point off real quick? Let me, I'm going to yeah. shoot my man some bell because people thought I'm on the bus. Yeah. Listen, you had a year off. You know what you know what talent you had coming in. So everybody say, Oh, he's bad, this, that, the third. The team is bad. So don't you know what talent he's juggling right now, right? Yes. But if you know 
You got a kid that could change your career coming in. Wouldn't you work towards that kid? Wouldn't you wouldn't you start making sure you know what the commodities you had now, what I'm gonna keep, what I'm not gonna keep? I'm sure you know the temperature yeah, on yes, KD already. Yes, but at the same at the same time, you also want to be confident that when they do put that proper team together, that he's gonna put them in the best positions to win. You know what I'm saying? Or even try to. Even with the even with the lack of talent that we have. Sometimes his decision making mm-hmm. is head scratching. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes his decision making is okay. head scratching in terms of his adjustments okay. in game. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm giving him house money. It's a tank year. I'm, I'm with the tank. Get to the yeah, bottom. He, you know what I'm he, saying? He, he's not gonna get fired this year. There's no way that happens. But what I look for in Fizdale, the stuff that he can do to impress me, is uh, a, a late possession. <laughs> Growing up a play, playing the young guys, putting the young guys in situations that they can help themselves with, help their careers with. And that's something that he doesn't do that well. It's something that I've been underwhelmed with as a whole. And it, it, that's my main knock on Fisdale. I'm, I, listen, when, when he was hired as a coach, I didn't agree with the hiring, but I'm not one of these guys that's going to blindly hate him. I'm rooting for the guy. He's the Knicks head coach. I hope he leads us to five championships. I hope he's the next Phil Jackson. But what I'm seeing out of him is a mediocre to pretty bad head coach in total. What you what you got, Dane? Last point, Dane. I guess I guess I guess the last point I would get is if he had put in uh, he had put in Frank Mitch Doctor tonight and won the game, would that have been the best win for their career? Moving would, forward, would that would that have been the best win of his career? Would that be the best help for their win moving forward and winning more games to, to continue to not get people no, to come? No, 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 not at all. I'm, I'm not. I'm not disappointed in the loss. But I, like I said, I just want to be confident that he will put us in the right position to win. And to me, in that situation where you have situational basketball, you're trying to develop these kids um, um, to execute properly right. in these situations. To me, he should have had his best defenders out there and win or lose with with that lineup out there. That's that's was just what I thought. See, one one thing that I always I mean, go I back what you guys are saying. Yeah. The, like, yeah, the one thing I always go back to is like people get misconstrued with what tanking is in professional sports. Like tanking there's very players and coaches don't necessarily tank. Players play for contracts, they want to play as well as they could. Coaches play for contracts, they play as well as they could. Yeah. Um uh, the front office is the people that take. Like they could be like, okay, we want this draft pick. This is kind of a down year. Let's uh, try try to put a roster in place to yeah. see what we got. Or how or how you rush plays. And even in Fisdale's case, he can even be like a tanking head coach. But what a tanking head coach does is put the young players in. And my point is, is that tanking isn't necessarily a uh, an odyssey to lose. Like it's not just like losing. Tanking is putting your young guys in place yes yeah. if you put your young guys in place they'll probably lose you a bunch of games you'll probably get a high draft. but i'll say but, this though i'll, I'll say this well, and appreciate but if your young guys are the guys that come out on top and if if we're winning games on the backs of guys like knox frank dotson like and they start like rattling off games all of a sudden we become a playoff contender will i be upset about that no especially without kp right because that means we're way ahead over overachieved guys yeah. are like incredibly like far ahead of the schedule and I, I wouldn't be upset about no. that i but, i is doing it it's a different story <laughs> i use <laughs> i use the term tank facetiously i i, I call it nick's tank I, it, I to me it's just all about losing but at the same time how many coaches do you know try out multiple if i see that the permutations of lineups that we have so far this year, the Knicks have to have 
more than the whole league combined. Have to. They have yeah. to. There, there's, I've never seen that in my years of watching basketball where you basically have extended training camp into the midseason mark, rolling out this guy, rolling out this guy. Every single person on the team has had a chance to start, with the exception of Isaiah Hicks. And for all intents and purposes, <laughs> I would I would expect for Hicks to come in. He's going to be starting for somebody oh, at some oh, point. He'll get a shot. He'll yeah, get a shot. You know shot. what I mean? Come, come, come game like 70, Hicks is yeah. starting. So, 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 so I just say some some of the tactics are sketchy, man. That's all I'm saying. I, I agree. And uh, I I. At this point in the season, I mean, it's kind of like it, it kind of puts like a little asterisk on my point. Yeah. Like, I think that you got to rack up the L's now. Like, at this point, you're so far gone. You're not making the play. Like, even in the Eastern Conference, you're like 10 games behind. Like, gotcha. the playoffs is not a good position to be in. I think at this point, it's like, yeah, let's rack up those L's. Let's get one of these Duke kids or John Morant, one of these guys, because it's a top-heavy draft, and if we get stuck with, like, the – Seventh or eighth pick, it's going to get a little sketchy in there. Factuals, factuals. All right, back to the phones. Rock was waiting for a minute. My fault, Rock. Appreciate the call, Dame. We're going to go to Rock. We got Jamal. We got Kareem. We got Choplo, Yaron, Q, Ace. I see you guys all in the chat. We're going to get to you. All right, Rock, you're up, man. Rock wants to talk about uh, the whole team and Moody. Rock, what's going on, man? Fellas, uh, I love the uh, podcast. I watch it every time on YouTube. Appreciate so it, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. But, um, no problem. <laughs> The, the point about Moutier, I think that if we look at him, the transition from where he is from last year to where he is now, when they, when they first traded for him, everybody was upset because they're like, okay, this guy is garbage. Why are they trading for Moutier? And, and I think that everybody saw his talent, but it wasn't coming out. They saw the potential. Now you have this guy who's actually gotten this guy to produce buckets. It's, I totally agree. He's not a two-way player, and neither is Tim. Tim, I think, is one of the worst defenders on the team, period. Because if you look at the game tape, a lot of the games that we've lost close is because Tim is not paying attention, and he loses his man, and that man ends up scoring. Like the big game that we lost in Brooklyn early, and Knox tried to get the block. That's because Tim didn't – he was on the island by himself and didn't know where his man was. And Knox tried to save him late to block it. So I, I don't, we don't have a lot of two-way players, yeah. except for like maybe Dotson. Right. So I feel like, but you have to look at the development of Moutier from where he was last year. He would barely shoot because his confidence was yeah. that low. So now his confidence is high. So I think you got to give Phil Dill a minute to let him Definitely. continue to get his confidence up, and then at the halfway point, now that your confidence confidence is up. Let's go back to the other part of your game where you were a distributor. Let's bring that back so that way we can coattail it together. And I feel like. Julie? You lose them? Think, think we lost Rock. These games that they're, oh, there you that go. they're playing, it's comp- at, least, at least the games that they're playing, they're competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can stay interested in the game. There are There's going to be games where we just get blasted. And we know that. But I think as Knicks fans, the fact that these guys come out almost every night and they compete. And they, like if you look at the Warriors game, we competed with the Warriors at least a full half. And it was a good game. But you know at one point the sleeping giant was going to wake up and they're yeah. just going to blow us out of the water. But the fact that they didn't scare and they didn't 
they didn't wilter at the, the, the defending champions and they came to play, that's encouraging as a Knicks fan. So I feel like yeah. we have to look at the development. Yeah, Fisdale is going to make a lot of uh, mistakes. I don't agree with all of his, uh, his stuff. Like, Dotson, yeah, I agree he should have been there. I think Mitch should have been in the game, at least to try to, to block the shot. That's what I thought. Now that's that's all I thought, Rock, and, and appreciate the call, bro. That that's all that's all I'm saying here. You know what I'm saying? I I I rarely criticize Fizz. I'm giving him house money this year. I want to see him be here all four years, no matter what, win or lose. I want to see him be here all four years with this team and how they put the team together with help from Mills and Perry. Then we can make the, then I can make my assessment. That's how that's how I feel about it. You, you know what I'm saying, Jake? Listen, I'm all for Mills being there all four years as long as it means that James Dolan dies and Steve Mills <laughs> oh, <goes solid. laughs> nah, man. Nah. I don't co-sign that I don't co-sign that man <laughs> dude, this dude, Jake, Jake you might be ruining my promotion man no 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 Fizdale like again I, I would love to see Fizdale stay all four years because that means that he's winning he's not gonna stay there if That's he can't true. Uh, go go on some upward ladder you know you start here like the bottom of the bottom and like that's fine and dandy but if there's no progress being made then yeah there's gonna be some people i mean like if you look at the last what like 10 15 years of the knicks like we've had like 11 or 12 coaches or something like coaches have not lasted coaching carousel man it's been about 13 in the last like 11 years or some craziness like that so it's 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 not a good thing and like listen i mean we it's just more of the same all the time because the two two people on top that has been there since 2000 who has started the trend of terrible basketball for the new york knicks and that's james dolan and steve mills they've been there from the start they they I mean, like, James Dolan owns the team. There's not much you can do. But Steve no, Mills, do. he's the cockroach. He just can't die. He makes every poor decision right along. He, he's Listen. Dolan's inside man. He is. But, the, you know, that's how Dolan operates, man. He, he takes care of the business side, and he, he puts that one guy that he trusts, and he, and he stays loyal. You know, he, he stays loyal, man, to a Listen, fault. Listen, he, he hitched his wagon to the right guy. He, he makes millions of dollars doing an awesome job. <laughs> best friends with James Dolan. I mean, it, it must be quite a lot. Factuals, man. All right, back to the phones. Sorry, yeah. back to the phone. Jamal from Jersey uh, wants to talk about the rotations. And Moody A. Jamal, what's going on, bro? What's up, son? How y'all doing? How you feeling, bro? I'm, I'm all right. I'm going to be quick. I yeah. just don't like that. I think uh, – Fisdale, like, platoon substitute all the time, and he don't even need to. And I think even going back, like, to the mellow days, I hate coaches that coach by a system, like, at the certain minute mark, they're going to take a guy out. Because he's constantly removing guys when they hot. Sit them for a while and come back in, and now they're cold again, and it's like a whole new ball game. Like, I don't get why coaches do that. You yeah, should that, coach that's, to that's the flow of the game. That, 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 Fisdale, that kind of confuses me sometimes. <clears throat> right. But we've been doing that ever since the Mellow days, too. Like, Mellow will come out on fire for the first quarter. They'll sit him down with, like, three minutes left, bring him in halfway, second quarter. He can't hit a shot then. Like, yeah. coach to the flow of the game for me. Please, please do that. Makes sense. And I, and we losing, but we not losing the right way because we losing with Timmy and them on the floor <laughs> at the end when it should be the young guys. That's what it's about, the young guys. So I'm glad that we losing, but it goes for not if, if the young guy's not out there. All and right. my last point and problem with Fizdale is he's not working Kevin Knox in the offense. Kevin Knox is having to do it on his own or whenever the ball comes to him. He should slowly but surely be incorporating him 
and building his confidence and teaching him how to be a go-to scorer in this league. I don't get it. That's a big ahead, problem. I, I, that's a big problem I have with Fisdale. I mean, it's it's more of the same. I mean, I, I completely and wholeheartedly agree that he relies far too much on Moutier, which is the confusing part because instead of like putting guys like Frank and Knox, like guys that we drafted, guys that we invested so much in, we did not invest a lot in Moutier. We traded Doug McDuckets. Those ducks at the women want to act like he's some. Great shooter, or something. He's. Uh, he's I, I was not a McBuckets fan, man. He stunk. We, we we had plenty of conversations he on that one. He stunk here, but anyway, he is. He was bad, but like we, we didn't invest a lot in Moutier, and if if he's the one that doesn't turn out great, so be it. It's not going to hurt us that much in the grand scheme of things. We drafted Knox and Moot and uh, and Frank. We wasted two lottery picks. I I, I say wasted like in quotation. Right, marks. used them. Used them. We, we used. Um, we used two lottery picks on Frank and Knox. We could have gotten guys like uh, Dennis Smith Jr. or uh, or uh, who's the other one, uh, Malik Monk, and uh, there was a whole uh, Donovan Mitchell for all you uh, uh, Monday morning quarterbacks that like to say that you liked uh, Donovan Mitchell at nine uh, or uh, seven yeah. going into the draft. Um, but I'm saying, like, we invested a lot in these guys, and Fisdale should focus more of his energy in developing Frank and Knox as opposed to putting all of his time and effort into Moutier, who is so not like a Yeah, but in, in fairness, though, in fairness, though, Moutier had a stretch where he was the best point guard on the team. In all no fairness, doubt. in no, all no, fairness, no Frank wasn't keeping what he killed. Uh, Trigger, for for a certain stint, um, took, a, took a couple steps back. And and we've seen you know we we've seen with, with Trey man I like Trey I'm a big fan of Trey but I feel like his his he's most suited best suited as instant offense off the bench I always felt that way yeah. I always will so to me Moutier with even with his faults I I still don't blame them for prioritizing trying to develop him in, into something because you still have to make a decision at the end of the, the season on whether you're gonna bring him back or not so. You know, yes, I, 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 I was with the Frank thing, and I said, you know, he is our lottery pick. He has to be developed. But also I see that, you know, yeah, I mean, you have to decide, is, is Moutier, you know, taking the reins from him to the point where you have to consider maybe bringing him back? I'm just, that's just, that's just me. I'm not saying that they should. I'm just saying I understand why they are doing that. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I do. Um, it, it's fair. I, it's, I, for people that like Moutier more than Frank, I'm not knocking you. Like, <clears throat> Moutier has shown more than Frank. I'm just saying that in terms of potential, I like Frank's potential. He is long. He has tools that Moutier doesn't have. I mean, Moutier yeah. is not, like, athletic enough to make up for the size advantage that Frank has. Frank is much better defensively than Moutier is. I agree with uh, that. And as, in, in terms of offense, I mean, it's, it's historically proven throughout the NBA that a good coach can teach offense. Offense is one of the easiest taught things in the NBA. And it's more of a knock on Fisdale than Frank, that if Frank's offense never comes along, that's, a, that's more of a coaching flaw. Mm, than, than a- I mean, may, I, uh, yes, obviously the coach has something to do with play development. I get that. Well, listen, some guys, some guys just don't pan out. I don't know what Frank is going to be. I don't know if he's going to be the starting, take the starting reins. I still think that Frank can be a piece, a rotational piece when this team gets better talent wise that can help this team in some way, shape or form. I just don't know what it's going to be yet. 
You know Listen, what I'm saying? I, I, all it comes down to is like we, we still got Frank under contract. Yeah. We're going to have to pay Moutier eventually. And if we're paying him in the eight to ten million dollar range, I literally it, it's going to, it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to be like Steve Mills. It's going to be like Steve Mills did it James again. Dillon, he, he, gave the Timmy, he gave him the Timmy. He gave him the Timmy sweetheart they deal. Oh, they take their hand. They just. Go inside my chest, <laughs> rip my heart out. That's what they're going to do. It's going to hurt. Hey, hey, we didn't get you. We didn't get you, KD. But here's Moutier in a four-year yeah, max. Great. Four-year max. <laughs> four-year seventy-two million dollars. Average fifteen points and one assist. Oh his God, game. Jamal, appreciate the call. Back to the phones. We got uh, we got a couple guys waiting. Choplo's on deck. Choplo wants to talk about the game. How you feeling, bro? Yo, CPZ, Monizy. How's it feel? How you feeling, man? Yo, we got a lot of calls in this early matinee tilt, man. A lot of people calling in, man. I think a lot of people skip work for this game. Yeah, for real. Listen. (laughs) Yeah, nah, nah, because we watched the game, but I just want to say something. When you saw the sequence, not the sequence, but when you saw um, you had Dotson on the floor, you had uh, Mitchell Robinson on the floor, Mm -hmm. right? You had the young boys on the floor, Kevin Knox. They was playing very well with Frank Nilakita, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When Hardaway came on the floor, I don't want to be a hater, right? Because I see potential in him. He can be great, right? But when Hardaway came on the floor, we just started. We was about 12. But when he came on the floor, that 12 went back down to like Turn. one. We was down by one, and then I don't even know what happened, and then we lost the game, if you will. <laughs> it just got away from us quickly, man. Quickly, man. 15-2 to two Wizards run. It's literally crazy how every team but that the Knicks play is turned into uh, the Golden State is Warriors. Is this not a super tank? In a blink of an eye. Is this not a super tank? Well, listen, is this not I, a super think, tank in our London? Uh, they, they, drove, they certainly drove the tank to London, man, and blew it, man. But um, The British fans got a strong taste of what Knicks fan life is. Oh, like. yeah, in, absolutely. In like a little, in like a little uh, dose, they, they, they got a strong taste. Absolutely, man, and, and Choplo, appreciate the call. We, I just want to make sure we get to everybody. Um, all right, let's get to Kareem. We're going to go to Kareem, and then we go get to play your ratings real quick and then finish off um, the calls. All right, Kareem, he wants to talk about the game, and uh, he wants to weigh in on the Moody A tank. Kareem, just, uh, just turn yo, it on. Yo, yo, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? Yo, you got a, um, your connection sound kind of far away, man. Where you, where you at, bro? I'm at work, bro. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, man. It sound kind of noisy in there, man. Tell them turn down the music or something, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm over by these machines and all that, man. I had yeah. to get my coin across there, man. Yo, tell them turn the machines off. We're trying to talk next, man. Priorities. <laughs> Prioritize, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was that, I wish it was that simple, man. But can y'all hear me? Can I yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Real quick, real quick. Real quick. Yep, go ahead. Alright, alright, all right. first off, man, I gotta say shout out to the chat. I love you, Dan. I'm a uh, first time caller. I'm looking up. Appreciate all right. it. Now we got that out the way. I gotta. I gotta... Oh, man, Jake, don't tell me we lost him. I don't know. We lost him. I, I was pretty excited for that. Call, we lost, we lost he, him, man. He was, like, he was off to a real hot start. Karim was ready to go. He shut off the machine. He was ready to go. It got real quiet. Karim, my fault, man. Call back. We'll, we'll get you in. Um, all right, let's 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 get to these player ratings real quick. Uh, you got the box score open, Jake? I do now. Let's let's get to it, man. Shout out everybody in the chat, watching along with us, supporting the show. 
Subscribe to the channel, man. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. This is the home of the diehard Knicks fan where we talk about news, rumors, uh, uh, any, everything, man. Post-game live streams. We got the best chat on YouTube. Number one Knicks fan post-game show on YouTube. Yo, Shell's in the, in the chat just goes, homie got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out my guy Shell's, man. Shell's, Shell's just like the number one. He was like the first fan of the show, man. Shout out Shell's. I, I, I thought that was me, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Well, well, I was on your show first. To be, to be completely that's actually fair, true. That's actually I was on your that's podcast. That's first, somebody man. said I gave you your start. You know, props to me for, for being the birther of this channel. No, Factuals, no. man. You, you <laughs> launched, you launched Knicks Fan TV, man. Appreciate it, bro. All right, so here's the custom of the uh, the player ratings, Jake. This is your first player rating. Is it just for this game only? Just for this game. All right, cool. So start with your your. We start with our three stars of the night. Give me your third, your second. And your first ranked player of tonight, who you thought played the best? Your, your, your top three. All right, third, I got I got a two way tie, and it's uh, I'm, I'm it's gonna seem like I'm doing this off of points, but it's not. Uh, I got Dotson and Trier tied for uh, the third start. Dotson okay. for the way Dotson for the way he played. He, she, I continue to be impressed with Dotson. He, he just shows some. I love Dotson. And stuff that you can use moving forward. And he showed more of that tonight. The reason why I got Trier um, tied with him is because of that buzzer-beating goaltend that lost us the game. That might as well have been the championship right there. That was unbelievable. <laughs> so that, plus, that, that was plus like, one for the that tank. Was, that, that was like Michael Jordan-level clutch tank. Oh, so, my yeah. God, man. All uh, right. At number, at number two, I'm going to put uh, Moody in. Uh, okay. And, you know, takes a lot for me. I'm not, I'm not a huge Moutier fan, but if for this game only, if we're talking about guys that put us in a position to win, it was absolutely Moutier. He had one of those games where he was efficient shooting the ball, didn't rack up the assists so much, which is why I put him at two. Yeah. Um, but in the last four minutes, like I said um, in the beginning of the show, um, he he wanted the ball. He had that killer instinct. He, he was the guy, and he was the guy that we went to, and he, he came through for a majority of the time. And at number one, I'm going to put Luke Cornett. I, I continue okay. to be impressed. I like the way his game is shaped. I, I like the way he kept the it, this whole game. It, it seemed like he had his paws all over um, all the good things that we were doing. And, um, yeah, man, I, I, I love Luke. I, I think that he could be a, a very solid player for us moving forward. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you, man. Good um, good, good first start to your player ratings, man. I, I think I'm going to go number three. I'm going to go honorable mention to ISO for bouncing back. ISO's been in a bit of a slump lately. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go three for ISO. Um, uh, sorry, I'm going to go honorable mention for ISO. And I'm going to go honorable mention for Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley, 13 points, 10 boards, 6 of 11 from the field, um, plus 6 on the night. He's a, he's a beast. I think he's one of our best two-way players along with Dotson. And I'm going to give my number three to Dotson. I thought Dotson has been struggling as of late. Came back, had a good game tonight. Five of eight from the field, three rebounds, two dons, plus seven on the night. Uh, like I said, I would have liked to see him closing out there, but it is what it is. I'll give Dotson my number three. I'll give Moutier the two. 25 points, seven boards, 11 for, seven, 11 for 18 from the field. Um, yo, Moutier's field goal percentage is, is uh, one of those positives from all year. Oh, absolutely. All year. Uh, and I also get you got to give him credit. Yes, he did finish with the five turnovers. He was as much part of helping the Wizards come back, but he also had some clutch buckets in the fourth as well. And uh, yeah, I love I, that. I mean, like, yeah. listen, 
and for for what it is. I mean, like you gotta love the fact that Moutier wants the ball in the fourth. It's a, I don't want him on the team next year. Doesn't mean I can't enjoy him while we got him. You know? Facts. Uh, number one, I agree with you, Luke Cornett, ISO Luke, as I used to call him. Uh, <laughs> four for six from three, sixteen points, uh, five steals. The other game against That's Philly, tough. the other game against Philly, he had over five assists. This time, five steals. Good job by Luke Cornett, man. He's getting more and more comfortable in the offense. He's getting more and more comfortable with the flow of the game uh, uh, compared to his rookie year. And uh, I like him, man. I, I really hope they bring him back if they can get him on the cheap. And, you know, I think they should be able to at this point. But I like I like what Luke Cornett is bringing to us. I, I like his prospects as a backup big on this team next to Money Mitch. I really like the comparison that uh, that the caller earlier made, comparing him to like a not useless defensive version of uh, Ryan Ryan Anderson. Uh, I can definitely see that a little bit. I mean, he'll he'll get his boards, but like he he he's more athletic than people want to give him credit for. He, he can he has some lateral quickness. He can move. He he can protect the rim. Five steals tonight for a big man. That that's tough, man. That's Five real steals. tough. And um, nah, like him and Mitch together on the same floor is is a, like coming off the bench too with a little development in there. That could that could be scary for the Knicks in the future, man. Factuals, 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 man. So what would you um starting with Luke Cornett? What, how would you rate him this game on a one to ten scale? I'm gonna give him for this game, man. I, I, I'm a I'm a harsh grader. I really am. I'm, well, I, what are you what are you thinking? Like man? that. This whole game didn't really impress me as a whole. Luke did. I'll give him like an 8.6. Okay. Okay. I would give him... I'd, I'd probably give him about a 7. I think I'd give so, him about a 7. All right. All right. So you're harsher than me. Yeah, uh, i give him about a 7. I, yeah, because I, 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 I take quality of opponent into consideration as well. The Wizards, to me, were, uh, were, were dog-ish. He still had a good game. He still had a good game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, he, he did the glue guy stuff. He did that, the glue guy stuff. Should not go unnoticed. Factuals. Should never go. Factuals, factuals. How about uh, Moutier? How you how you grading Moutier for this game? Well, on the scale that I set for myself, giving uh, Cornette an 8.6 in this game, I'm going to give Moutier a uh, 7.2. Yeah. I, I, I probably give Moody the same seven. I give him the same seven, taking some point off for the for the turnovers. I thought the defense yeah, that, I, defense and well, the turnovers hurt us. When a point guard gets more turnovers than assists, it's pretty eyebrow yeah, raising. Uh, obviously. I never like that. Actually, absolutely. So so yeah, we're gonna dock Moody some points there. So I, I give him a seven. Um who else here? How about ISO? ISO where you give him ISO? The return of ISO. I ISO gets a ten. <laughs> that, 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 I, I, I still cannot get over that buzzer-beating, losing goaltend. Like I can't stress enough. I have never seen that before. Unseen, like, man. It was unbelievable. I, I mean, like again, if this is all a master plan for Fizdale, kudos. Because if you were like, all right, let Thomas Bryant get to the basket and then swat that shit away, goaltend, it's like ISO, props. Man. That's great. No, no, but in all seriousness, ISO uh, coming back from his little slump, coming out, uh, showing out a little bit. I, I, I'll, I'll give him around same where I gave Moody. I'll give him like a seven point one. Yeah, I would. I would give him and Dotson about uh, yeah, it'd be like a six point five, six point five. I give ISO and Dotson a little bit less than Moody for the game. Yeah. Him and Dotson, I'd probably put in the same category there. Factuals, factuals, factuals. Von Lee. I finally, I'd probably give the same as Cornette. I'd probably give him a seven, then. Yeah, yeah. He he 
he goes up a little bit for me. I mean, ranking wise for the game, I mean, I, I, I just come to expect a certain standard from Bomley. I think which he's is like interesting. Like, he, he's one of the players, and it's kind of crazy how it came about that I can like rely on a little bit. Yeah, like you know, Philip Statue double double play good defense. So, I mean, kind of at the standard that he's been playing at and just being consistent, I probably give him seven seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that one, man. I agree with you on that one. Uh, John Talento in the chat says Von Lee's at eight. What do you guys think in the chat, man? What do you guys think? Who who will be your top three? Give us some player ratings, one to ten, for guys like Noah Von Lee, Luke Cornett, uh, Isozo, Dotson. What would you guys think? And then tough loss, tough loss. What'd you guys think of Moody eight? That one, guy man? named Airspace. <laughs> factuals, factuals. Yeah. All right, man. So that that was a player ratings. Good good job on that one, Jake. We're gonna get get back to some calls and get to the uh, get to the fan Q and A. Cover some more stuff. We got about say four, we got about forty more minutes. We'll, we'll go to go to about eight and, and, and then uh, and then wrap up, man. Cool. Sounds good to me. Yeah, man. Shout out everybody in the chat one more time. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys if you support the show. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, subscribe to the channel. Um, Jake, where can they find you at on social media? Let, let them know where they can find you at. On social media, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore Lennox. That's at T-H-E underscore L-E-K-N-I-C-K-S. We're going to come out with our YouTube channel. I think we're actually going to join CP on the channel, so uh, it will be easy to find. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's my brother and I. We do our, our podcast. We've been doing it for about three years now. We haven't done one yet this year because I, I had to move and shift around a lot of the technology, so we're going to come live on YouTube. And for those that already followed us and uh, and and listened to the podcast, we appreciate you guys. Always yes, down sir. for more listening. So. Yeah, man. All right, back to the phones. Q, my fault, man. You've been waiting for a while. Just trying to get you in here, man. Who wants to talk about where we go from here? Q, how you feeling, bro? What's good, CP? How you feeling, bro? Hey, man, I'm good, man. I, you know, this whole season has been a depressing and roller coaster season, but. I think I've seen some lights, man. I, I done watched the game set two times. And, you know, just touch on a couple of things. Um, let's let's get away from this Moutier thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Rick is Rick is killing us, man. He's, <laughs> he's getting everybody fired up. Rick, Rick is torching the Jets with the Moutier. Yeah, <laughs> man. He's got us turning against each other. Nick Nation does not need, you know, that's this, a, okay? That, We're already in trouble. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got we to gotta get away from Moody. We, we know one thing. He's not an IQ player. Mm-hmm. Not a smart player at all. He's, he's what you call bad basketball in the NBA. All yeah. offense, no defense. Same now, thing now, Q, now, Q, let me stop Tim. you there because you're a coach, right? You're a coach. And we and we had got yeah. in, we had got yeah. into the to, into the Fisdale topic. What's your take on some of these decisions? Uh, how did you how did you like um, the last the, the last sequence of plays there in, in terms of how Fisdale um, called it? Well, well, first of all, you know it was a good point saying um, letting everybody know what a true tank is. As a coach, you don't you don't play the loops. Right, you never play the loops. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have defensive players in the game. You should have high IQ players in the game. Unfortunately, you know, Moutier gets you some buckets, but he has a bad IQ, man. You don't yes. want turnovers at the end of the game. You know, if you're trying to win the game, look, we're talking about winning. You don't want turnovers. You don't want bad defense. 
you want stops. And at the end of the day, if we go with these young guys and let them make mistakes, I'll, I'll go with it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. We know right now that what Tim Hardaway brings. We know what Moody A brings. You know, to a certain extent, we, we kind of know what Trier brings. You know, these guys are one-on-one type of players. They're not two-way players. They're one-trick ponies is what I call them. You know, I have players that they only can do one thing and score. But I'm losing as a coach because they can't play defense at all. And I've watched the game twice. These dudes don't even want to play defense. So let's be serious. You know, so I get Rick. I know that's his guy. But I'm watching Tim. I'm watching Moutier. They don't even want to play defense. Uh, and for the culture, which the one, the one thing I'm pissed off at Fizz is he's got to keep this culture thing strong. If he came in talking about we're going to be a defensive team, we're going to protect the guard, and you're not going to come in here and just score 50 on it. I remember Fizz saying all that yeah. stuff. He better keep the culture. That's, you know what I mean? Part he got to play that's hard. That's part of it. We got to play these young guys, and he needs to tell Farley, put a guy on his back once in a while. You know what I mean? You're not just going to walk through the lane. I've seen these guys flying through the lane. You know? Yep. This is one point I want to make. I looked at the schedule. We got 36 games to go. Yeah. Potentially, we can win only four of those games based on the teams we're playing. If we're going to do that, let's just play the young guys. Put them on the shelf, say he's hurt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We know what we're getting out of Moutier. We don't need no more from Moutier. Is he real? Think about it, fellas. Is he really going to get better? Is he really going to show us something else the rest of the season? No. We, well, he has the one-trip pony, man. And he only has, like, every game. He The beginning, he has, like, six assists. Now he's getting two or three, so we know what he's doing. He's trying to do him. Cool. No yeah. problem. I'm not paying this guy 10 to $12 million for a guy that can't that has no IQ. So we need to move forward, especially with Knicks Nation. Let's stop all this Moutier junk. We know, Tim, we got to trade this guy somehow. <laughs> and, hey, if we're tanking, we need to get – if we get Zion, everything is all – everything changes. But we really need Jay Moran because I'll tell you this. Hmm. You can put the argument he doesn't play at a big school. You can put the argument that this guy doesn't really play competition. But he's a multidimensional player. And if he's multi multidimensional – we're going to get something good out of it. Multiple Listen, assists. Knox is, the, Knox is a finisher. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jake. Go ahead, Jake. The, 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 Go ahead. the one thing I want to uh, counteract on that, I love John Morant. Let's make that very, very clear. It's Steve yeah. Nesmith. Let me be very, very clear. <laughs> um, John Morant is an animal. There's something about people that just do does not change. Like, you see all these guys in the NBA have so much mm-hmm. success Coming into the, like, look at guys like Draymond Green, Luka Doncic, LeBron James even. Like, these guys, like, the the one knock that they had coming out is, like, what position are they going to play? And my argument to that is, who cares? These guys know how to ball. And John Morant is that type of guy. Yeah. He's got a dish. He can rebound. He can yeah. score. He can pull up a stat sheet. And, like, he yeah, he plays at Murray State. He's a killer. And he's catapulted Murray State into a top 25 team on his back and he's he's a bad dude man yeah. the one yeah. thing i have uh, as a concern is john moran is that he doesn't shoot a very high percentage right. from three pointer that's something to keep an eye on yeah but yeah. the Knicks get john moran 
well, pair him up with with the young guys yeah. we already have, he's gonna be he's gonna be a nightmare in the NBA. Go ahead, Q. Well, that's why I'm that's why I'm mad at Fizz. This is why I'm mad at Fizz. And I know CP and Jake, you know. One thing about Frank that is like weird, he actually has good shooting for. He actually mm-hmm. looks like he can Conf- shoot. confidence ain't there, man. So hundred percent. So what is it? It's confidence. It's confidence. It's where and and Jake was right. I don't know if you said it. Or you or Jake said it. CP. It's really on the coach to develop a player. That's a fact. And if we took Frank at number seven, why? Why the? I mean, not but nine or seven. I don't know, but top ten. But why the hell are we not playing Frank at every at all three positions? I love, get it. Love, Frank may not be the point guard of the future, but put him everywhere and develop let me, him. Let me, can, can I run my conspiracy theory by you? I, I'm going to run my conspiracy theory by you real quick. Let me let me see what you think about this. And and it, it's something that I actually do believe in and whatever. People can hate on Phil Jackson all they want. He wasn't good with the Knicks. He made a yeah. lot of mistakes. I'm not going to defend Phil Jackson in any way, shape, or form. But ever since the quote-unquote new regime has come up in here – it seems to me that the the upper management along with the coaching is trying to make the players that Phil Jackson um, gathered and kind of put them in the trash can and be like, okay, he was a Phil Jackson guy, so he stunk. As opposed to being like, listen, Phil Jackson drafted this guy high, yes, but he's still an asset that we can work with. I feel like the Knicks front office right. is more obsessed with with uh, turning uh, Phil Jackson into this hated creature more so than making the pieces that he got us work. And that's something that bothers me. Well, they're freezing Frank. They're freezing him out. So if he leaves, they'll just say, if they trade him or whatever, they're going to say, oh, he's a Phil Jackson guy. But no, how dare they point. do that to KP? The point. They're not going to do it to KP. No, but why do it to Frank when you can possibly have a shooting guard that plays D and you could put at the point and can play the three? Multi-dimensional. What is Golden State doing? They're doing the multi-dimensional, multiple player positions. And Fizz said that. That's why it's telling me because Fizz should be developing Frank. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Frank dynamic, the Frank thing is just, is just, uh, it's always going to be a mystery, man. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know what's, I don't know what's yeah, going to happen. You know, it's mystery me, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's mystery me. I, I can't call it, man. Appreciate the call, though, Q. Appreciate the support, man. Always, bro. No doubt, fellas. Yeah, man. I like, I, I like Peace. what he had to say. There's a lot of good, good things that he had to say. The, the, the one main takeaway I would take from that phone call is, is the tweener mindset. Like people get so stuck on positions in the NBA. And the more you see these teams develop, like the successful teams in the NBA, the more you see positionless basketball. And I always turn back to uh, Brad Stevens, and I think he's the most brilliant coach in the NBA, bar none. I'll take him over Pop. I'll take him over Steve Kerr. I don't Oh, you got to take him over Pop? You got to take him over Pop. Uh, look what he did last year. Nah, man. He, he led a team of 20-year-olds to the Eastern Conference Championship yeah, but it's without the East. Kyrie Irving. It's the East. 
That's, that's, you could say it's the East, but he does more with less. Like it, yeah, it, but I can't put him over Pop, man, because Pop, well, Pop, Pop is a G, man. Pop is a god, man. Pop is a god. That, that, that's I, fair. Pop I, has the resume, but yeah. I'm just saying that Brad Stevens, in terms of the new age NBA, I think he has more yeah. of an idea of how to create a successful team than anybody. That's why like, they wanted him. I agree with that. And that's you know Boston Celtics playing chess while everybody else else plays checkers. They're not afraid to go there, yeah. and that's something that they do. But he stresses the idea of positionless basketball, yeah. that it's not point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center anymore. It's guard, wing, big. Like, the, the, these guys, if they have a multifunctional game, like, if these guys are 6'9 and can pass the ball like Ben Simmons, he's not playing power forward. He's playing point guard. Yeah. And you're going to pair him up with a, another a, another guy who could shoot the ball, who complements his game. And then you know what? If your whole lineup is above 6'9", but you have guys that can play the positions of the court, a distributor, a shooter, a rim protector, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, it's so funny. That it, it, things have not really changed that much since the old days, man. I just think, as, I, I just think the game is about trends, but, but the trends aren't new. You know, positionless basketball, you know, back in the day, Frazier and Monroe, it, it wasn't a point guard, shooting guard. They both brought the ball up. Yeah, exactly. You know like, what I'm I saying? Like people get so caught up in roles. And, like, yes, roles are important in terms yeah. of like role players. Like, people have to know where they fit on a team. Right. But just because they're seven feet doesn't mean that they have to stay under the basket. Like, just because KP is 7'3", doesn't mean he has to be on the post all the time. I think yeah. KP's best served on the perimeter. Yeah, but KP, KP's not a post player. He's, you, yeah. have to be, you have to be able to, to supplement um, his deficiencies there with somebody else. That's why you have, like, a guy like a Mitch. That's a fact. And, like, you know, Mitch Robinson also, like, just because he's seven feet, I mean, like, he he's not really an offensive guy. But, like, if you kind of, you know, use him on the picks and stuff, like, get get more fast break opportunities. Get the lobs, and all yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, you have to structure. And this is a big knock I have on a lot of coaches in the NBA. They prioritize a system over the players. And I hate, 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 hate Pat Riley. I will forever die yeah. on this hill saying I, I hate Pat Riley. Riles always was able to adjust to his talent. That's a fact. He was better than anybody at prioritizing the player over a system. He Facts. went from Showtime Lakers Knicks. to the 90s gritty Knicks yep. and back to Miami yep. with uh, the two-man game with Tim he, he did, he, and, uh, and Alonzo Moore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true, man. Riles was able to, uh, to adjust to the talent instead of force-feed and system, and that's why – you know that triangle thing with Phil, not to bring up, not to not to rip open a, a scab that, or that a was, scar. That was a big problem with Phil. That, that was the, that was the dumbest thing I ever seen. Man, it was so stu- like he he cared more about you know trying to revive the triangle. I mean, the yeah. triangle could come back in thirty years because the the game is cyclical in that. I mean, the triangle's been around since the beginning beginning of the game. And it was at its peak in the 90s. Now it's on a downturn. Who knows? In 2050, there may be a type of player that, you know, makes the triangle relevant again. But right now, with the players the Knicks have, no. It's not important for the triangle to be implemented. That was the biggest knock I had on Phil Jackson. It was crazy, man. All right, man. Ace, Ace, man. You, you know, we, you were waiting for a while, man. But uh, we finally got to Ace from Queens wants to weigh in on all this. What's, what's going on, man? Yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. Q kind of took my fire, man. <laughs> oh, I want to keep, I want to keep beating on the dead horse. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just keep what I was gonna say quick, man. Okay, Moutier and Frank aren't the guys, so let's just everybody in the chat let it go. 
Stop trying to pick them two and try to put. I, I haven't. I haven't been able to to it. keep up with the chat. What's going on in the chat, man? Is it Team Moutier versus Team Frank in there? What's it, up? It's literally Moutier versus Frank right it's now. It's Team Moutier <laughs> versus Team Frank in the chat. It's like it's like every chat I'm in is is it's like that, and I just had enough today. Like, yo, man, <laughs> if we would have had this guy, we would have had that guy. We would have been better. But like, yo, the Knicks are trash, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Everybody except for not KP, Mitchell Robinson, and I, I even give Trey a break. You feel me? Mm-hmm. To me, it's trash on the team. It's trash. Yeah. So everybody got to stop blaming Fizz. It's, it's not Fizz. Fizz is yeah. trying to do what he what he what he can with the team. He's trying to do what he, his best, pretty much. And at the end of the day, we kind of tanking. So it's like, why is everybody getting so mad when we lose? Like, yeah. yo, it is what it is. And we got and we got robbed tonight. Trey did not go to that ball, man. What you think, Jake? What's I thought it was coming down. I thought it was coming down a little bit. I thought it was just starting to turn well, when I saw that. Some, sometimes you forget how big these guys are, and from the vantage point that Thomas Bryant was in, like that ball was going down when it left his hand, pretty much. That's like, what it looked like to it, me. It, it went up for like a split second, but then it was coming down. I thought. It, it, it was definitely close. I mean, you could definitely make the argument, but listen, uh, I, but can I think. Can you see that in fast motion, though? In fast, no, in fast no, motion. No, 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 in slow motion. It definitely yeah. looked like the refs were, were like, well, let's get this Knicks L real quick. Like, Facts. The, 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 the fact that he made that call. Yeah, so- like, it was like the refs was a part of the thing, too. Like, yo, man, Adam, Adam Silver made the call. Like, now nah, we got to make sure to get a, get a good kick this year, man. Nah, man. They played hard. Get this out of here, man. Yeah, man. All right, Ace, man. Yo, Ace, just patrol the chat, man. I'm about to make you a moderator, Ace. Just patrol the chat (laughs) and make sure everything is uh, (laughs) still put together. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. This vision is John Morant, KP, and Knox. What y'all think about that? I'd love it. I've been thinking about it. I've been talking to a lot of people about that exact scenario, and it's scary. It's very scary. I I love it. I mean, listen, I'm not going to front like I know this kid Morant, you know, completely, but from the games I've seen, I've seen about three or four games from him so far. The kid is a gamer, man. I've been, I'm dying to see that point guard with the the Knicks come with that dog in him. Say that, Ace? Listen, this kid got more assists. In one game, the Moutier got this season put together, man. Yeah, <laughs> I I like him, man. Pete, yes, I understand the shot is not there, but you can work on that. I'm not saying he'll be perfect at it, but you yeah, you, you can, can improve on, on that. John Wall couldn't shoot yeah, when he first came in the league. That's a fact. That's a fact. I just feel I, like this I, kid I, has I the intangibles, love, man. I also love the fact that John Morant's Instagram handle is "I got game." Just like putting it out there. Yeah, I got put, game. Putting it out there, man. Look how he gets guys involved. How yeah, can you not like that? New York, man. Nah, John, John Morant. Yeah. And do you think? Do you really think that um, Zion will really turn us around? Because I don't believe he'll turn us around. I, I, he's I a great still player. Don't get it I, I, I got reservations about Zion personally. Um, I, I, I really feel like people are overhyping Zion, and Zion is a beast. I don't want to get it misconstrued. I think he's going to become an excellent uh, NBA player, but I think that there is a fair amount of risk with Zion sure. because right now. People want to act like he is completely dominant and ignoring the fact that he is a very flawed basketball player and a very no flawed way. basketball player. Um, he, he's got... Did y'all see that I, last Duke game? How they lost? Why they lost? The last Duke game? 
Which one against yeah, Syracuse? Zion went up against a guy that was actually tall and could block his shot. So at the end of the game, when he was trying to drive to the basket and overpower yeah. everybody like he do, it stopped him from scoring. What do you think going to happen in the NBA? He, he's most not going to be points, able to do this. At, at least right away, I he's not going to be. He's not going to be able to do the same. He, he might. He might not be able to bully ball everybody, but not, let's not act like everybody in the NBA is just you know over oh, physical no, I, I, and I everything. Agree, he he could definitely saying, get his weight. He's not agree. going to be the guy that steps into the NBA and performs like a guy like Luka Doncic is. If you're going to look for a guy that's going to be you know exactly. a, a player right off the bat, I would say go with John Morant or R.J. Barrett. Those guys' games are a lot more refined than Zion. However, Zion, his ceiling is unreal. Like, his his ceiling is endless because of that athletic. I'll take the chance. I'll put it that yeah. way. I'll take the chance. Uh, listen, that's fair. I, 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 I understand I, his I flaws. I understand his flaws, but I see a guy that has court vision. I see a guy that can defend. We, we want to play defense, right? I see a guy that can be a two-way player. I see a guy that can pass the ball well. I see a guy that has John, speed, John athleticism. Of course, of course. I'm t- I'm just talking about if we get the number one, which is the obvious pick. You know what I mean? Zion, I don't think you're right, going to so go. The, I don't think it's as obvious as people make it out, personally. I mean, Zion, if he... You, if has, we get Zion, right? Yeah. I love go. You go. If man. we get Zion, what's the lineup with Zion? What's the starting five? Well, that's the interesting part. That's the interesting point, Jake. Um, I think I, I think it would be something like Frank. Because Zion, is C, is KP ready to play the five full time? I, I think he is. I think he's going to come back. Frank is not starting, man. Frank Frank is not starting, man. I, I Frank uh, Frank is Frank is not starting. Frank doesn't want to start. Uh, okay, let's put a question mark at the one. At the two, we have Timmy, right? Timmy. Timmy Dotson, someone was at the three. You're gonna go Knox. At the four, you're gonna go Zion, and at the five, you're gonna go KP. That's what you have to do. That it's not 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 a bad lineup, honestly. And see how it works. You would have to see how that works first. But you know, KP KP don't want to play the five. though. That's the problem. I don't think he wants to play the five, Jake. I don't think he wants to play the five. I disagree. I think he's full time. Full time. And I think that's why we got Mitch because they know KP don't want to play the five. That's why. We probably drafted Mitch. I think that's going to be an interesting that. question. And I think when they're at the negotiating table, they're going to have to find that out. You know what I mean? Like, where's his head at in playing the five full time? Because the rumors were it was that he wasn't happy with it. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, my, my ultimate view for KP is at the five. I haven't seen anything that makes me think that he doesn't want to play the five. When he gets placed at the five, he, he plays well. Maybe yeah. a little bit bullied, but like he... He's taking the whole year off. All he's doing is working on his body while that knee. Ah, you got you to remember last season. You got to remember last season when he was playing the five, he was crying in the interview talking about when he plays the five, he gets tired yeah. and the guys beat up on him. Right. Remember that. Right. But, but I, I do think that next year he's going to come back and he's going to look very, very different because he hasn't been able to do – with a torn ACL, It's it's tough to work on – stuff that he probably traditionally was. He was probably in the gym working on his upper body more because he can't really do much with his legs in the meantime. He probably worked on his standing jump shot, just keeping his touch fresh, but also being in the gym and working on his upper body strength. I think, I truly believe, and I hope I'm not being a Knicks homer in saying this, that Kristaps is going to come back and he's going to look a lot different. He's going to be I a hope man. so. 
He's going to be a man. He's going to resemble so a lot thing, more like The so one thing I want than, from KP. Than... All right. Yep. The one thing I want from KP when he comes back is for him to be a rebounder, man. You cannot be 7-3 and coming out of games with 6-7 rebounds, man. That's all I ask for. Well, I, I, I got one thing to counteract well, that, that argument. The, the, the one Guys, thing I... about KP – um, uh, the one thing about KP being a rebounder is that he has been paired along with Ennis Canner last year, and before that it was um, Robin Lopez, and those are two good rebounding centers. Um, and also KP, the way he's been used so far is around the perimeter, so it doesn't really open up a lot of opportunities for him to get offensive boards. And even at the four, he's guarding more perimeter players in that sense. So um, I, I feel like the players that he's paired along with um, take away a lot of the rebounds that he could potentially be getting. But you're not wrong in saying that he is not a great rebounder because yeah. he's not. But I feel like that's also going to come with strength. And when he comes back from the injury, he, he better come back strong. Like, that's the one thing I expect from KP. And if he doesn't, I'll be disappointed. I want him to come back stronger. That's you the gotta, one. You got to hope so. because And appreciate the call, Ace. We're just going to um, wrap up shortly. You, you got to hope so, man. Because that was the thing. Say what you will about Phil. That was the thing that he was most leery about in drafting KP was how he was going to hold up at that 7-3 frame, you know, at, at, at his style of game. So, But I hope the best for KP, man. I hope the best for KP. But it's just going to be interesting. You still have to go with the best play in the draft. If they get the number one pick, I don't see how they wouldn't go with Zion, try to figure it out, make it work in, in the in the end. You know what I'm I, saying? Zion, I, I like Zion a lot. If the Knicks end up getting the first pick in the draft and they draft him, yeah. I will not be upset. Don't get this misconstrued. I think the kid is unbelievable, and I think he's very well-deserving of a first pick in the draft. <laughs> but I'm just saying in terms of – Hypothetically, if we mm-hmm. land one of these marquee free agents, whether it be Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or something, and we're kind of ready to compete in the East and make a little playoff run, I think we're better served with R.J. Barrett because his yeah. game's a little bit more re- refined. He's also a matchup nightmare type of guy, 6'8". Mm-hmm. He can handle the ball. He can shoot. Um, he, he's got a very refined game and a lot to work with. Or John Morant got a refined game. I think Zion's going to take a little bit more time to, to kind of develop. But when it comes to superstar potential, I think Zion's got it in spades. I think he's going to be I agree. More, more than okay. But he's got to work. There, there's one. If there's one thing that concerns me about Zion, it's the jump shot because the jump shot is just plain not good right now, and the form is weird. He doesn't even like for a guy that could jump 50 inches at 280 pounds. He doesn't jump when he shoots the ball, and at six, yeah, he's seven, on. He's on the ground. He's on the ground. He's six seven. That shot's going to get blocked in the NBA. So he's got to work on his form. Um, so Zion, again, wouldn't be upset if the Knicks draft him. No, I don't want to. I don't want it to come across like uh, like I'm hating on Zion yeah. or anything. Absolutely not. I'm just saying that if we're ready to compete in the Eastern Conference, like if we land KD. We should absolutely go for a guy like Ja or RJ as opposed to Zion, in my opinion. And that's why that's why I said I said this before. I think it would behoove the league to make free agency first, like the NFL, right? The NFL free agency is first, then the draft. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it screwed over the Cavs a thousand times over. Exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, it got them LeBron James back when they got the uh, first pick in the draft, but then they, but then LeBron came and he made him trade that for Kevin Love. Um, yeah, it, it, it is kind of weird how it's done. I feel like the teams should be more formulated for the draft 
so they know what they need in free agency because sometimes it turns into a big cluster heap. Like True. it's just like a, it, it's tough. It's, it's it, it puts the front office in an awkward position for sure. True. True, true. I agree with that, man. All right, we got 15 minutes left. Let's get into these rapid-fire news real quick, Jake. Just give me a quick takes on a couple of these trade rumors. Shout out everybody in the chat. Um, Park CRC, Gian Drezzi, Sean Parker. Everybody watching on Twitter, on Facebook, on Periscope, on Twitch, on NicksFilmSchool.com. I'm posting and toasting. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting thus far. Um, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Subscribe to the channels. And um, yeah, man, this this is the post game show, doing live post game analysis and fan reactions after every game, featuring live callers. Plug my mic for a second. Yeah, it's um, all good. All good. Well, did, did you say anything? No, not yet, not yet. All right, so first trade, real quick, real quick. Um, Sixers were interested in Vonley. Was the rumor? They've later shot that down through many reports. Bottom line is, would you try to put Vonley on the block? Um, given his contract situation and given the need to, to build more assets. 90 seconds. Yeah, don't, yeah, I, don't worry I, I about said, that timer either. Just go uh, yeah. um, I, I said plenty of times that I wouldn't mind. Um, I, I just don't see Vonley being a Nick next year. I think he's going to get a decent-sized contract. That I don't <laughs> – like, again, like, he's not a guy that I would necessarily be upset if the Knicks brought back. I just think he's going to get paid a little too much, and if we want to make a big splash from free agency – it's not. Uh, it's not going to be financially sustainable to bring back uh, to bring back Vonley. I, I, I would definitely shop Vonley if I were the Knicks. I would see what we could get. If yeah. we could get like a draft pick or two, maybe. I mean, uh, a young player, something like that, a cheap player who's yeah. under contract for a couple more years. Why not? I, I, I would definitely. Look- I agree. I, I would do it. I love Vonley as a player. Like I said, I think he's one of our best two-way players on the team. Um, I love the fact that how he's been, been able to, to have his best year of his career, you know, as, as a touted lottery bust. He's definitely bounced back. You got to give credit to our coaching staff for that. People want to see Fizz get credit. He's, he's got to get credit for what he's doing with Noah Vonley, man. They said they got the secret sauce and he's on it. Um, the Sixers have the Bulls' second-round pick. In the second round, which would be considered maybe a late first. Ten seconds. You know, if, if you can get that that forum, a high second, a late first, I think you got to do it. Because at the end of the day, they don't have his full bird rights. So regardless if they're going to sign him now or sign him later, um, they would have to dip into the salary cap to sign him anyway. So you might as well, I would go to him and be like, listen, you've been great here. Go play for something. And we want to bring you back next year if, if that's how they feel. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I listen, I, I'm a big Vonley guy. Went to school with the guy, called nice. games for him in, in college. Like, yeah. But, again, like, you know, if you let, let him go play for something. I like the way you put that. Like, go go put him on a contender. I feel like he can help somebody. And, you know, if the Knicks benefit and Von, like, it's the same thing I was saying about Courtney Lee in the past couple of years. Like, I want to see Courtney Lee succeed. And it's not as extreme because Vonley's not as old and he has a – yeah. Um, a longer career ahead of him. But I was saying this about Courtney Lee. Like, Courtney Lee is not best served on the Knicks. And, like, now his yeah. trade useless, value is plummeted. Plummeted. Yeah, plummeted. It, it plummeted. But, like, back when he was, you know, getting buckets, he was getting, like, 15 points per game, 3 and D guy. I was like, ship him off to the Spurs. Ship him off to the Warriors. Yeah. Like, let him play for something as opposed to just, like, 
being a guy that can rack up some stats and showing how good he is on the bum ass Knicks. Like, yeah. I don't want to see that. <laughs> problem, <laughs> problem with Lee is that contract, man, having an extra year with $12 million on it. Yeah, it's hard for any fact. team to want to pick that up. Um, next trade. So they said the Canada trade to Sacramento was pretty much off. Um, that would have been a deal that would have been uh, Canna for Zach Randolph. Only issue I have with this is that they're going to trade Canna. I want to see them at least get a, a, a second-round pick. Don't just trade him for just salary for salary. That makes no sense. Not to just appease him. You, you know what I'm saying? We got to try to get assets in any trade that, that we're uh, making right now, including the salary dump. See, my relationship with Ennis Canner has been a roller coaster ride. It is uh... – he very quickly rose through the ranks and turned into one of my favorite Knicks with that quote on LeBron. I mean, again, for anybody that knows me knows that I'm not a LeBron James guy. I don't like, I don't like LeBron. I'm not, not a fan. Um, and when he was messing with Frank, took an indirect shot at Frank and saying that we should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr. over the 19-year-old French rookie. Um, and, uh, and then LeBron got into the squabble with Frank. Um, and his canner came to his helping and like he bullied uh, LeBron a little bit. And he's just like, I don't care what you call yourself. King, queen, princess, we're going to fight. I was all about that. Um, but then, you know, and kind of went on the uh, LeBron tour over the summer, which I was not a fan of. I thought it made us as an organization and as a franchise look, look, weak. Even, look, look weak, even more pathetic than we usually do, which is a uh, pretty big feet to I wasn't I wasn't feeling that I like Hannah nah. you know he's a he's a he's a jokey guy happy-go-lucky guy whatever but I, I thought that was kind of weak and, and now with the Knicks in the dumpster and obviously needing pieces to uh like to build through the draft and stuff he keeps saying stuff like uh I, I'm not down for for playing like this and you know letting the some guys get playing time ahead of me I'm better blah 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 like we need to see what we have with the young guys as opposed to please Canner. And, like, it just doesn't seem like – he seems more of, like, a me guy than a we guy. He, he, he came out like a chump. He, he came yeah, out he like does. a chump to me on so that So, like, one. at this point, my relationship with Canner, I'm not a huge fan of him. So, if we can get rid of him – I mean, I still think he has trade value. He's an expiring contract, and he, he's a good player. He, he's a double-double machine, not kind of a defensive liability. doesn't really extend the floor too much. But um, I, I, I can, if we can move him, I'm all for it. I don't, I don't yeah. really care what it's for because he's not coming back next year. So whatever piece we can get. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, and before we get to the last one, you know, in all seriousness, hopefully everything is go- cool with him. You know, he's been beefing with Turkey and Turkey Glue got beef with him. And, uh, yeah, that, you know, that's something I don't wish on him. Yeah. I don't want him to get back to Turkey. Crazy, I'm not a fan of man. basketball. But as a person, he, he's standing for something bigger than facts. Than, yeah, something, something, right. something we we can't relate to, man. But um, Adam yeah. Silver was interviewed in London, and he said he's standing with him. NBA standing with him, hundred percent. So, good, good. um, that that's cool. So shout out Canada. All right, last last topic, and and we're gonna try to get to our last call as well. Last topic was it was this trade rumor. Um, had everybody on 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 my Instagram talking. Had over two hundred comments on there. Uh, you you weighed in on there, or either you or your brother. Um, I think it was Michael, but yeah, the, we both feel similar. All right, so we got about five minutes left. This rumor regarding Dennis Smith Jr. being on the block. Knicks fans are looking at it. Trade Frank. Right all wrongs from last year's draft. Um, if they could try to put Timmy in there for for Matt for West Matthews expiring deal, so you clear up the cap space, you get a more talented point guard. Where are you on this topic, Jake? Listen, in the proposed trade, it's uh, it's Dennis Smith Jr. and West Matthews yeah. expiring contract for Frank 
and um, and Tim Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. which in that case, I say you pull the trigger in a blink of an eye. I, I don't think it's a real trade proposal. Yeah, unless, yeah, no, I, this is just pure, it, pure conversation, pure conversation. Yeah, unless, like, the Dallas Mavericks are, like, low-key desperate to get rid of Dennis Smith Jr., yeah. which I don't know why they would be. I get his fit alongside Luka is an ideal, but he's still a good player, and I still think that you could get a ton for him. Yeah. But, like, if you had the opportunity to get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, you take that opportunity. And what's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I play again. I like oh Timmy, but that contract is an albatross. It's crazy. Like it's not. It's not suited for him. Yeah. And also, you know, swapping out Frank for Dennis Smith Jr. I think it would be a, a trade that would kind of benefit both teams in that sense. Not so much the West Matthews Tim Hardaway Jr. aspect, but the yeah. Frank and um and and Dennis Smith Jr. Like Frank would get a fresh start with Dallas, play alongside Luca, which the offensive um um. Com- um duties would kind of be relieved from him like that'd be an interesting parent and and he he's more of a distributor he's more of a defensive player he can complement luca better than dennis smith can and as a and on the knicks side i feel like dennis smith jr would fit well with the knicks he he would love being a nick he would be in the middle of manhattan obviously in the which is what i'm scared of i'm scared of that you're scared. I'm of that? scared That's of that. Fair. because to me, I, I, I don't. I feel like I feel like it's buyer's remorse from Dallas already in the second year. He's a rookie, damn there still, and for them to be able to, to to say that he's on the block and not even that's not a rumor. It seems to be true. No, like, I, I I think it's absolutely true. You know what I mean? Um, you want to tell me think, that this kid I, can't I, gel with Luka Doncic, and we're only a half year into this kid's something is wrong, man. Something is wrong that that they want to bail on this kid that fast. I don't trust it. Yeah, I did. It's fair. It's definitely fair. Um, yeah, you're, you're not wrong in that analysis. Uh, but I just think that Dennis Smith is is a big time player. I think he still has a lot to give to the NBA and basketball in general. Yeah, and I think that in in a weird way, like sometimes you see some some guys come to New York and underperform. They're not prepared for the media and all that, and they crumble. Dennis Smith always struck me as a guy who's like a big-time guy. When the stakes are the highest, he kind of wants to show out. And I think that's part of the reason why he didn't mesh with the Mavericks so well because when they got Luka, Luka's like the undisputed number one on that team, and that's not going to change. Yeah. But Dennis Smith, he, he could kind of be a baller for us, and I feel like he could become kind of like one of these Nick legends. You know, He would be so ah, beloved. I don't know, I, man. I don't know, I don't know I, man. I, 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 I I can see it. I, I, I like that. I feel like Phil did us a favor, man. When when Phil told him eat the octopus, he was trying to tell him, "Are you gonna take? <laughs> are you gonna take one for the team? Are you gonna sacrifice? Are you are you all about self?" And Dennis Smith Jr. said, "No, thank you," and he left. That was a uh, test, man. Phil was on I, his I, Professor X shit, man. He was he was yeah, trying I, to get into his mind. Listen, Phil the Zen master. He's he knows a Zen he's master, doing with his man. Mind. You know? He knows what he's doing with the mind games. I, I don't. I I love that analysis. He, I don't like it. He, he might have been sleeping at the practices, but Phil's cerebral, man. He's cerebral. Nah, yeah, you he, know? He, he, even when he's sleeping, he's more awake than ninety percent of the world. Yeah, he's woke. I like he's I said. Woke. Like I said on Dennis Smith, I just think it's buyers beware. Um, you know. It's buyers beware, but at the same time, if you get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, I still think you do that in a second. Yeah, well, the Timmy contract, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not uh, averse to necessarily. Although I would like to see, I think he could be a six man once you get more pieces on this team and move him further and further in terms of priority. But I, you know, I wouldn't be averse to that. You can always, um, I, I think, you know, I think it would be like the, the the pinnacle of comedy in terms of like LeBron James situations, saying that 
like literally going out of his way to say that we should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr. Um, over Frank Nielikina and then the Dallas Mavericks accepting a trade, taking on a horrible contract just to get <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. off their team. It would be the 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 classic pinnacle of like what LeBron James statements are in terms of GM LeBron. Classic, classic, man. And um, yo, that's the show. Jake, you came through on your first post game. This is your opportunity to promote your channel. Say your last words. We got one minute, man. Go ahead, man. 30 seconds. Go ahead, bro. All right. Uh, at the underscore Lennox, T-H-E underscore T-H-E underscore L-E-K-N-I-C-K-S. We're coming to you on YouTube. We're just two guys, two brothers, grew up loving the Knicks, diehards, kind of uh, upset with the franchise for the most part recently, but we love the Knicks just like you guys. We keep it real 100% all the time, so follow us. Make sure you like our content, and we'll, we'll reciprocate it all the way. Appreciate yeah, all you guys. Pre- appreciate, appreciate you, Jake. Good job, man. Good job, man. And shout out to everybody for watching. Early matinee tilt. Knicks lose in, in most Nick-like fashion. 101-100 <laughs> to the Wizards on a Mother gold beat. 10. Buzzer beating gold 10. Um, but yeah, shout out everybody in the chat. GC, Ace, Bez, Reaper Man. Shout out everybody that called in. Jet Life for Life. Shells Heavy. Alex Collins. Appreciate the support. Um, uh, the, the replay of the show will start up about 9.30. We'll have another show at about 12. We'll go into about 2 a.m., 6 a.m. You guys know the deal, man. Gives you guys a chance to chat live while you watch a replay of the show. And also, the show is in audio form on the Knicks Fan TV, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We're in uh, podcast form. So for you guys that like to, to catch it in audio, make sure you subscribe to the channel on those audio platforms. And um, yeah, man, yo, listen, we had a good show. It was a tough loss. Johnny Morecast, appreciate you. Raw Hebrew Remnant, Peter Blake, SS Television. Appreciate you guys. Matt B, appreciate you coming in, Nick of Time Show. And uh, yeah, man, listen, tough, tough loss for the dudes to come back to across the pond. But uh, another win in the tank. That's all you could ask for, man. Holster. Yeah, man. So we will uh, just hit that thumbs up button one more time for your boys. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And I'll catch up with you guys next game, man. Post game live. CP, Jake, Jay Ellis. Have a good one, people. Peace.